Alright guys, after much thought and being sickened by what I've seen on TV and it keeps getting worse the final straw last night was ABC and ESPN giving this nutcase an award for courage. So I've decided to remove this portion of garbage from my life. He's putting Stay tuned. the cell phone down. Stay tuned. He does a lot of walking. And heavy breathing. Right now you're hearing dry leaf sounds. Where is he? Where are dry leaves? <laughs> Note that he forgets to load his weapon. This was clearly the first the take. First, the first rule of combat <laughs> is to always have make sure your weapon is loaded. Still loading his hear weapon. That? Did you hear that click? That was a dry fire. There's another one. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Good shot, sir. A substantial amount of time goes between the shots. Center mass. Shoots like a young Bobby Hill. <laughs> So this, guys, is my the heck with you, to heck with you media, to heck with you immoral pushers. He took four I'm steps. I'm done with you. <laughs> That's it. This is my like James take your TV out challenge. <laughs> Holy sweet Mother Mary's velvety vagina. We are back, cuties. It's episode 11 of Pillow, or 12, fuck my ass. It's episode 12 of Pillow Fort Radio. It's the god of the underground Dutch. With uh, my friends Aaron. God of the gingers. <laughs> Good evening, sirs and lady. Elena. Hello. And old Chucky Tater Sacks over there in all his glory. Hello. That man was very upset that... He was very polite, though. Yes. <laughs> like, the heck with you. Well, <laughs> uh, men of that caliber don't use cursed words. I mean, words. he's still a gentleman. But shouldn't he shoot his gun or his phone? <laughs> like, isn't he, like, missing the point? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can, I mean, you can still see all the stuff that enrages you on your phone. Yeah, just cancel your cable. My, <laughs> my thing with it is he was so outraged by Caitlyn Jenner receiving the SB for Courage Award, whatever, that he took a TV that he was obviously attached to because it was no less than 30 years old. <laughs> it, it weighed 200 pounds. It was, yeah, it was like... <clears throat> One generation up from the floor model. That's why he was so winded, you guys. He just pulled it out. It's a fucking Tavian's TV. He probably had like a name for it, 
and everything. Yeah. And he shot it yep. full of holes. Old and morally. I think <laughs> that TV lasted forever, and that was the only way his wife would let him buy a new one. That could be a good excuse, yeah. actually. You think that guy had a wife? Yeah, he does. <laughs> That's what they do. They get married when they're those, like 16. Those, those type of people have wives. Yeah. And they're, they have, they're dumber they have a, than they are. They have a lot of never going to invent nothing kids. <laughs> <laughs> and the cycle continues. <laughs> and the cat's in the cradle and oh, the silver spoon. Oh, he's going to quote Bill Burr. He said, I don't, yeah. I don't recognize one picture, one, pe- one person in that family photo. None of you have done shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just impressing you how to upload a video to YouTube. That, yeah, <laughs> especially since he had a TV from the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> like psychedelic shit on uh, it. I'm surprised he wasn't watching like old television shows. Like, that it wasn't even like today's news. Yeah. I'm like, I figured he was probably still watching like uh, Chico and the Man. Chico and the Man on. On uh, VHS, maybe Betamax. Not hey. sure. <laughs> maybe old uh, old episodes of Nightline from when Reagan was uh, in office. Yeah. <clears throat> I miss voting for that man. <laughs> he beat the Ruskies. He sure did. Spin them right into oblivion. But they're back with a vengeance, yo. They were just biding their time. <laughs> they were waiting for Putin. He, he was prophesized. Putin. <laughs> So, uh, so Caitlyn, our girl Caitlyn Jenner got a uh, Medal of Courage thingy from the, uh, what do you want to call that, the ESPYs? The yeah, the Arthur Ashe Award. I think yeah. it's awesome. I mean, that's, yeah. I, 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 I didn't have a problem with it at all. Like, well, it's not that it had a problem with it, but I was like, I was questioning it because I was like, is that to do with sports? And then, and then I heard it was the Arthur Ashe Award. I said, okay, that, that makes sense, you know, and that's good. I mean, so. Yeah, the awards, it's weird. Like so, it's friends, yeah, ho- like Hollywood mix. So. Yeah, I didn't really know what it was up until Caitlyn Jenner. I just know Joe McHale did like an amazing monologue at the beginning. Yeah, I didn't get to see it, but apparently he everybody. trolled everybody. Yeah, Joe McHale. Yeah, yeah, He's was like the host. Yeah. yeah, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> Joe Joe McHale's fucking. I love him. It's it's his uh, rise has been weird because he got the soup, then he got Community, then he decided to start doing stand up. He wasn't really a stand up. Oh, no Is the stand up any good? I haven't really seen it, but it probably is. Mm-hmm. He's a funny fucking well, guy. Well, yeah, he's he's got the gift. Yeah. He's kind of himself, though, in every character that he does. He like, was great in Ted. God, what a fucking cocksucker. Yeah. But, I mean, he's, yeah. he's always kind of That's like right that asshole, alley. like, douchebag. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> that you love for some weird reason. You don't know why. Like, in Community. He's so disingenuous. Yeah. You shouldn't really like him in Community. He's very self-destructive <laughs> and he ruins everything, but you like him. He's a bit of a cunt. <laughs> he's kind of an asshole, but you like him. I don't know. Not good for Caitlin. I think it's uh, awesome. That's good. And my, you know, this is no bullshit. My grandmother's came down this morning. And I was getting up and getting ready for work, and she said, "I watched that that uh, the that Caitlyn Jenner last night." And I said, "Yeah." I was so ready for something terrible, and she said, "Very pretty woman," <laughs> and I said, "Yeah." I mean, for a guy that was an <laughs> Olympic athlete. All muscled up and shit. Got to play Superman at one point, but I'll let it go because Elena told me not to talk about Superman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he does. I mean, he makes a. It's a pretty. He's a pretty woman, or she's well, a pretty woman. I mean, if anything, I mean, there's so many like transgendered people or you know people that deal with this. that aren't that good looking. 
Well, no, they. Is that what you're trying to say? No, there's so many people that kill themselves because they don't oh. know how to identify. Yeah, you're an asshole. And if any, <laughs> like if he went up there and you know, if you know she gave someone courage to deal with, you know, a positive image, I think that's awesome. Yeah, I think part that's of good. her speech said, um, "You can call me names. You can say what you want about me, but uh, the kids that m- may be." going through what I've been going through my whole life, don't deserve it. Yeah. Well said. I think it's awesome. Very well said. Speaking of the ESPYs, our girl Honda Housie. (laughs) (laughs) I heard about this. Had a little something to say to uh, Floyd Mayweather. I loved it. Let's go to the clip. On behalf of ESPN, the SB for best fighter. You beat out Floyd Mayweather, and you should have. Yeah. Congratulations. No, ladies and gentlemen, take a moment to suck that in. She is, and soak that in as well. You are the best fighter. Wow. Well, um, I can't help but but really say that I wonder how Floyd feels being beat by a woman for once. (laughs) 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 World star. World star. World star. That was fucking awesome. A little bit of trollage there from Howdy Honda Housie. I think it's great. You know, she and stuck her, her tongue out at the end of the video. Her shtick was uh, the non-sportsmanship stick was shtick was starting to wear a bit thin, but you know, immediately like her again. Well, it was, all, it was all because of the the girl that she was fighting when she was being non-sportsmanlike because uh, they hate each other, and she takes shit personally, and she. On purpose, let the fight go three rounds so she could punish this girl. But Who was Misha the girl Tate? that she did that to? Misha Tate. Why did Why don't they not get along? Because she don't. said something like, "Well, she said it was something that she said something super disrespectful about like her coach." I don't really know what it is, but I think you can genuinely dislike other fighters. I mean, well, yeah, that's cool. I don't think every. I mean, obviously, everyone's not friends, so I think she gets more shit because she's a girl. Yeah. There's plenty of guys that That's do true. not get along, yeah, and nobody talks about it. They're like, yeah. whatever, they're men, they're fighting, and like the but moment the, a girl but does the, it. But the thing about that is she's so much better than everybody else. Yeah. She could she could finish Misha Tate in 10 seconds if she wanted to. Yeah. But she let it go three rounds so she could whoop that ass. I think it's funny. Well, Misha also talks shit saying that like she thought <clears throat> she won... Something or something like that, and she's like, "I'm gonna beat her," blah blah blah, and I'm like, "No, you're not." Misha, before that fight, Misha said she'd kill herself if she, uh, yeah, if she got her with another armbar. Yeah. So Ronda, like, yeah, that might have just had a loaded gun because you know that's how she's gonna finish the fucking fight. I mean, that's her weapon that's, of that's, choice. Yeah, that's what she does, <laughs> and uh, she's going to do it to you. This uh, this girl she's fighting here next month on August first uh, made a comment like, um. After I'm done with Rhonda, she's going to want to go kill herself. And uh, she sucked, ma- sucked her in the air right out of the room with that one. I bet. Maybe, maybe she, maybe the girl that said that, uh, Betch Kohea, didn't know that Rhonda's dad killed himself. Probably did. And she chose to say that anyway. And now Rhonda's going to drag this one out so she can whoop that ass. And she's going to whoop that ass. <laughs> Trust me. Yeah, but, you know, <clears throat> back to the original point, good honor for Floyd Mayweather. Piece of shit. Yeah, fuck Floyd. Floyd you ever watch her put Pete Holmes in the armbar? Yeah, that was a really funny video. <laughs> no, it's a, it's adorable. To. It's Pete Holmes. <laughs> Old non-athletic doughy Pete Holmes with a big grin on his face. <laughs> My favorite. Old sweetie Petey. At, at the end of the video, he's like, uh, he gives her a hug. Yeah. He's like, that's my signature move. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite joke of his. <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. Pete Holmes is fantastic. My favorite joke, he's like in every other universe. 
I'm a youth pastor. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was on that road. If you've ever he listened, was, yeah. he, was on the, he was definitely on I'm that like, road. I'm like, oh, no, you do look just like a youth well, pastor. He, he has the uh, religious beliefs question. I don't know if he still does it. I haven't listened to at, it for a while. At the end of his uh, podcast, he always does the uh, do you believe couple questions. Uh, what, what's the hardest you've ever laughed? And uh, what is God to you? Or do you believe in God or whatever? He always has that. And then, and then it's like a... 45 minute explanation from somebody that doesn't want to say they're an atheist (laughs) I haven't listened to his podcast in a while I love how uh, Doug wants to basically murder him every time he's on the show yeah (laughs) when Doug loves movies he goes on there and fucking he just disrupts everything because he's loudmouth and he can't (laughs) he can't help himself who Doug does he wants to murder Pete Holmes Holmes. (laughs) because Pete it's it's on getting Doug with high and he's really bad at being high he just just goes crazy (laughs) And you love him, and he's just, just like a dog, like a little puppy that you just let loose, and he just destroys everything. He looks. He he describes himself as a uh, golden retriever with Down syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm always like between him and Bert Kreischer, like Doug is gonna have a heart attack one day on there. Bert won't uh, go on um uh, getting Doug with high because of the Travel Channel thing. Eh, it's probably a smart move. Hey, it's the podcast about podcasts. You guys hear Rogan this week? <laughs> Got my first. Uh, Taste of yesterday, I think. My first taste of Bill Burr's podcast. <gasps> Finally. It's good. Finally. It's really good. It happened to me. Right was there a. Uh, my face. And I like that. Yeah, MeUndies <laughs> commercial on it. No, this was. He Aww. talked about. It was the night after. The day after the. Uh, the uh, Conor McGregor fight. Yeah. And I was surprised that he didn't like Conor McGregor. He didn't like him at all. I mean, he likes him, but he. But. Uh, he doesn't like all the trash talk. Yeah. He's like an old school guy. I do your talking in the ring. You yeah. Know. Which I love the trash talk. It's I, I do, but I don't. Fun. Sometimes I do, sometimes that, I don't. But that's how you make stars. That's it how, is, yeah. I Chell, understand. Yeah. That's how you sell. I mean, I mean yeah. yeah. But, some people can, but yeah, some people can trash talk and you like it, and some people can trash talk and you're like, I fucking hate that guy. Yeah, but if some... If I hear that fucking guy talk But some people, they're, they do it to be the bad guy that everybody hates mm-hmm. but wants to see. You know what I mean? Like the hate. the Diaz brothers. I think that's the best example. Like yeah. everybody fucking hates they're, them, but they make so much money. Well, actually, watch. like the hardcore fans, they're 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 the big favorites. The Diaz brothers for some. So reason. I get this. Some of the trash talkers are Dusty Rhodes, and some of them are Ric Flair. Yeah, is that, like, is that where we're going. Yeah, okay. what you want is a, a, like, especially in <laughs> yeah. in fighting when in uh, UFC, it's only twenty two years old, and it's hard to get still hard to get people to look at it. Um, you want somebody that's sort of like a Stone Cold Steve Austin type, yeah, mm-hmm. or The Rock. His trash talk was so fucking awesome. Yeah, St- Steve Austin, he really was. I mean, you. There's at least one person at this table who hates wrestling, and uh, I wonder who that is. But you have to admit, good kill. that the guys, <laughs> the guys who were good at trash talk are they're some of the greatest ever. Like Flair and Stone Cold, and uh, my favorite was always a. Uh, Macho Randy, Randy Macho Man Savage because he always had <laughs> he he always, sh- <laughs> <laughs> uh, well Lynn's going to go potty during the yeah. <laughs> during the wrestling talk oh, yeah. if I say I'll just wrap it up <laughs> Macho Man just used props and he was he was like actual props and he was a good guy I mean he was he was very good at it so the end thank you <laughs> it was the shortest Wrestling segment. Over. You remember flying Brian? God damn it! <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Scooter. I know that I know that you uh, tore up your flying Brian card. I was so turned, I was so I was a kid when man. you turned heel. Hey, yeah, he went he went bad on me, and I, well, imagine like the I sat in the corner and I was like, fuck you, Brian. <laughs> it was autographed. I met him at the Canal Mall. Yeah. He's dead now. That might be worth some money. That'd be worth three dollars and fifty cents. <laughs> worth slightly more than paper it required to print. Love flying Brian. Imagine like the ten to twelve year olds when Hogan turned bad. I remember that night. It was great. The uh, the ring was covered in beer. trash. Yeah, they were yeah, throwing beer, beer at him and shit. Just everything. Okay. <laughs> Do you think if I hung myself from up there, it would? Kill you just me? spin around. Yeah. Just try putting your head up there yeah. slowly, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to the MMA. Um, hey, real wrestling. Speaking of trash talk, I mean Conor McGregor with with the win, but um, no, I'm not going to segue into that. Well, yeah, I will anyway. Yeah. Uh, Sinead O'Connor sang the. You said it was Foggy Dew. Yeah, some Foggy Morning Dew or something like that. That's, I think it's the Irish national anthem, right? I, I don't know. Like I said, I'm concerned with Irish American culture as opposed to <laughs> I'm not from there. But so it, you know, honestly, it sounds like. Uh, you guys ever watch Justified? Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't. You know the song at the end of every season. Uh, There's a place down there in old Kentucky. That's where they trace my bloodline. Uh, they'll never. You'll never leave Harlan alive. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I it sounds song. like that. Yeah, it's like an old Irish song, which sounds like an old Appalachian song. Well, but you know, you you know this being a student of music that Appalachian music is just corrupted Irish music. That's yeah. what it is. So is, our, so is the. Uh, the dancing, the folk dancing that we used to do. Yeah, I'm not saying corrupted is in bad. I'm just saying corrupted is in it was once one thing and then it turned into another. So, and I think it's very interesting the the fact that uh, a lot of the the Appalachian music and stuff. You know, people don't understand that there was two waves of the. Uh, here's a history lesson. God, uh, I try not to get into this so quickly. There was two waves of <laughs> Irish invasion in the early 1700s, and then in the 1800s, the, the Orange Irish were the the <laughs> just pointed over. It's the pretty air. much <laughs> just the beard and the crotch now, sir. It's not the head. If I show, if I was shorn my shorn. beard off, yeah. If I was shorn, you guys wouldn't even know I was a fucking ginger. I don't have all that many freckers. When you do flash your penis at everyone, so. <laughs> I said they wouldn't even know. <laughs> no, but uh, then Sinead O'Connor. Um, she took uh, she took Rolling Stone to task like last week about the uh, Kim Kardashian. Yeah, Card- Kimmy, uh, Kimmy. Uh, she I from mean, now on, she's Kimmy uh, being on the cover of Rolling Stone. It was a real good picture. I mean, come on, she, she's a pretty lady. She's a gorgeous woman, but Sinead was not pleased and talked shit like pure shit. And she wasn't even really talking shit about Kim Kardashian. She mentioned her like briefly, and then she moved on to just she did call her a cunt. Sh- she did, but it was just like in passing. It's like this cunt is but on the honestly, on the cover. Irish people's that's every other word. Well, yeah, they say mm-hmm. they use cunt a lot. It's like we use asshole or fucker, you know. So, but yeah, she is not pleased with Rolling Stone. She is well, wasn't that boycotting Rolling Stone and, in I mean, Spain? It wasn't like no, no. It's Rolling. It's it's on the roll. I think no, <clears throat> it's Rolling Stone. Like regular, just regular Rolling Stone. She's on the cover. I mean, because they try to put. Pop culture on the cover. I mean, and I understand putting her on much there. You know, is pop culture? Yeah, I mean, I get it. I'm trying to release my hatred, and yeah, She's you're preggers. trying to let it go. Yeah, let it go. She's preggers. Uh, yeah. Who? 
Kim Kardashian. Kimmy. Was it a pregnant picture of Kim Kim Kardashian? She's no, not that well, it, yet. it doesn't matter. Oh. I mean, this it was it was just tits. Is basically all you saw. This baby. And you know what? That's okay with me. <laughs> this it's going to be um, Virgin Airlines West. <laughs> There's Northwest. Maybe South. They've been asking her if they're going to name her South. I mean, is she him. just pissed off because Kim Kardashian's on the cover? No, she or said that's like because of what Rolling I mean, Stone to be a music magazine. She said, what the fuck has happened to music that that cunt is on the cover of Rolling Stone? Okay, that was Rolling basically her direct Stone quote. Remember Spin? Spin was a good magazine. Spin was a great magazine. Yeah. It still is. Is it still around? It's still on. Yeah, they still do it. Rolling Stone puts like lots of different people on the cover. Yeah, and, but she, ones. you know, but she's she's one, uh, one big one for knee jerk. She'll, she'll just say what she feels and yeah. the whole Pope thing where she tore up the picture of the Pope that wasn't knee jerk and she was actually ahead of her time because she did that in response to the church with the pedophilia thing like just stonewalling it and not acknowledging it or even doing anything about it and she said that's fucking bullshit and here's what here's how much bullshit it is and everybody went crazy Joe Pesci came on the next week and fuck him for saying you know shit like that Joe like, Pesci <laughs> you motherfucker <laughs> Oh my god! That's, that is a really good fucking impression. That is the best. That's the only thing I can say of, that sounds uh, like Joe Pesci, and also it's the so- best of impression of a person that we know. Best impression of George. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get George pissed off. He sounds exactly like Joe Pesci. I don't remember that. I watched Goodfellas the other day with Pesci on it. Jesus Christ! What a good fucking movie. Yeah, Goodfellas. I haven't seen it in a while, but I remember loving it. Good movie. God, I, I started reading the book today. Nicholas, Nicholas Pledgey, wise guy. Ooh, I read. Look at me. Ah, Jesus. Look at me with all these books. I'm, I'm going to put my reading glasses on and then stare over them. <laughs> and perhaps take them off at some point and put the arm in my mouth. Dutch, stop. Stop right there. He's getting a boner. <laughs> That's one thing we all have over Floyd Mayweather. We can read. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think any of us. Holy fuck, that was good. I wish I had said that. That's how good that is. Go ahead. Go ahead and say it. See if it feels good. That's one thing we have over Floyd Floyd Mayweather. We can all read. Aaron, you want to try it? Yeah, that's one thing we have over Floyd Mayweather. We can all read. Elena, what's your take? Um. This went on for a really long time. <laughs> That's not what we said. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't. I don't think any of us have hit a... That's w- one thing we have over <laughs> Floyd Mayweather. We can all read. <laughs> I don't think any of us has hit any women. Are you scared only, of that illiterate cunt? Only if they ask me to. <laughs> That's the thing. That's the reason I don't... That is the reason I don't like him. I mean... The trash talk and the money throwing around shit, that's bad. That's bad enough because he's such a dickhead about it. But the beating on women, and he's such a fucking cunt. And he's a fucking twat. He is a real fucking cunt. And Ronda Rousey, good on her for fucking calling him out for it, you know? I bet you she could armbar him, too. I'd pay to see that fucking shit. Of course, if you laid a a glove on her, she's dead, you know, but... I think she could take a couple. I don't know, man. He can, you know, I, I've seen him fight. The guy can fucking fight, man. You, you can't take that away from him. The guy can really fucking fight. I think she might be able to take a couple. But maybe not. I'm which, not saying she can't. But I'm just saying that. I, I'm not sure. That's, I'm, I would want to see her. Never seen her get that. hit by a man. Yeah. Men just, I, I, I'm not trying to be sexist, but. We hit no, harder. men are stronger. No, they hit harder, you know. Yeah. Um, that's not a fair and, fight. And she's, you know, and she's tough. I mean, she can take a punch. She's got a really good chin. But, man, <laughs> he can hit really fucking hard. The, uh, there, there, a little while back, there was a bit of a controversy. There was a, uh, a, wo- a woman fighting in the female ranks. And um, 
a couple years ago, she was a man. Mm-hmm. And I remember this. Yeah. She never disclosed that to the commissions before she fought, so her opponents didn't know that she And she's was just going through kicking the shit out of oh, her. Oh, murdering bitches. Murdering motherfuckers. No technique. She, like... She fought like a like, like brawler. Yeah, a brawler. Like no te- like a kind of like Tank Abbott from back yeah, in the day. Yes. No technique, no nothing. Just going in and, and fucking hammering bitches because she's still built yeah. like a man. I mean that doesn't well, structure change. yeah, structurally she's still a man. It's not fair. You know, it's uh bones are denser, muscle uh, tendons are stronger. You know, you can do what you want with the muscle, but testosterone does not affect tendon and bone density. It affects muscle strength. So if you take estrogen to make you a woman that doesn't necessarily knock out every po- all the power you've got no you know, I mean, it, yeah, it just, and like you said the bones how long does that take for them to slim down i don't think they do i'm not sure if it if they do it's it's a while yeah it's gotta be yeah and the only problem i really have with that is her not disclosing and if, yeah. if, if, if you disclose and the and they still want to fight you. yeah yeah it's yeah, yeah. fucking hey let's go let yeah. them know. that's bullshit. i think ron would ron would fight her oh it wouldn't even be a Ron had mass murderer. Yeah, yeah, it would be hilarious. Yeah, Ron's tough. She's hot too. She's had some things to say about that, about that lady. Well, I mean, it's I would want to know. That's not fair. I mean, that's basically fighting like a you know DNA. Like it's a guy. You know what? Yeah, the uh, the uh, social justice warriors were all over everybody for that. Like Joe Rogan got some major heat, and she's used to. Well, I agree. I mean, in a contact sport, it's different. It's just you. I couldn't phys- like a guy the same size. Every- I couldn't beat them. I mean, unless some weird thing happened. I mean, you know, strength yeah, like, wise, there's as, no as, way. As awkward and and <laughs> nonviolent as Aaron is, if you guys go at it. He's gonna fuck you up. Yeah, I mean, unless he's he is a large man and he's very strong. So unless like I got like by some I'll cuddle the fuck out of you. He would. <laughs> yeah, he would just he would just do jujitsu on you. Yeah. Everything would be all awkward because he doesn't know anything. <laughs> but no, I mean it, it's no a couple it's of moves. Asshole. Yeah, you could get a shoulder, probably shoulder lock. It, it, God forbid she shoots a fucking double leg and you yeah. get that guillotine on her. Yeah, I gotta get. I felt the uh, the wrath of the pressure. We have pressure. wrestled. I have stronger legs than him though. That's the one thing I have. You have very strong legs for how tiny they are. <laughs> I'm sure she is walking around on a couple of bird legs there, yeah. isn't she? I do have strong legs. That's it. Like, I can't. Speaking of Rolling Stone, they put out an article this week uh, about the 20 best Pearl Jam deep cuts. For those of you wondering what a deep cut is, it's like a song off the album that didn't, uh, didn't get released for radio. And... They listed the 20 best deep cuts. I'm trying to fucking find it now. Hold your horses. Are there any songs on there that I would recognize? Probably. That's what I was thinking. He's probably going to have to like, give me a tune to know what you know, he's got to Well, I mean, because the, the albums I was concerned with with them when I was younger were 10, of course, and then Versus. And Versus was a commercial album as well. You know, I mean, yeah, at the time, sophomore it was effort. A, so. It was the uh, highest selling First week of all time. Yeah, I remember that. Until actually, like Backstreet Boys are in sync. Mm-hmm. That's a good song on it. Uh, there's not a bad song on it. Yeah. They don't really make a lot of bad songs. No, uh, it's few and far between. Really, I can't find the fucking article. I'm actually looking. You know, but they weren't my favorite Seattle band from that from that time period. Soundgarden was always my favorite. Soundgarden's pretty fucking awesome. I liked. Uh, I think Super Unknown is still one of the best fucking albums ever. I mean, it's. And some of the cuts from the, uh, now I can say this, deep cuts from that, um, I think Mailman was a fucking awesome song. And it was, 
you know, Spoon Man was on there. And Spoon mm-hmm. Man was a great fucking song. Mailman was like, had a heavy, I think it's the one where he said, I know I'm headed for the bottom. Yeah. That was a good fucking song. It was a reader's poll, 10 best Pearl Jam deep cuts. What was number one? Have you found it? I have found it. Number 10 is The Long Road, which was during the recording of um, Mirrorball when Pearl Jam was Neil Young's backing band for an album. I don't remember hey, that. There's, an, uh, there's a live album of that too, correct? Mm. Mirrorball. It's like a live album. Maybe. I'm not sure. It might have just been That's like... That's the name of a those. Sarah McLaughlin album too, I think. Yeah. I don't care what anybody says. I like her. I yeah, like Sarah. She's a great singer. Yeah. Yeah, it was on the. Uh, it was Shut during up. the recording for um, that album with Neil Young, and they took. Uh, Elena's over there. I'm going to pay for that one. So go ahead. <laughs> they uh, took a little bit of time. Eddie wasn't really on the Neil Young album, and Neil played organ, and uh, Brendan O'Brien, I think, played bass. He was the producer. And then the rest of Pearl Jam played that one. I Got It, which is on the same single that came from that. Neil Young played lead guitar. That's number nine. Oh, shaky. Oh, shaky. He played lead guitar, and uh, Brandon O'Brien, I think, played something. Number eight is Tremor Christ off of Vitology. You guys remember that one? I had uh, actually... Give me a, a little bit of a... Yeah. Yeah. Bradley was heavy into Vitology. My brother was heavy into that album. He liked it a lot. Yeah, this one. This is them live in Belfast, actually. Yeah, I love this song. Yeah, that's number eight. Number seven's In My Tree off of No Code. You guys know that one? I mean, I listened to No Code. Was No Code the album where they took on, is that the Circa when they took on uh, Ticketmaster? It was right around that time, yeah. Yeah, I, I remember that now. Cause and this this song's all about not getting famous. It's, it's uh, up here in my tree. Newspapers matter not to me. Yeah. Um, Indifference off of uh, Versus is number six. That's a good one. It's weird that that's a deep cut. Because to me, that's like one of the classic songs. Mm-hmm. But I guess it wasn't put out. In Hiding from my favorite, Yield, which came out after No Code. Present Tense, also off of No Code. Footsteps. Remember that one? No. It was on the Jeremy single with Yellow Ledbetter. It was Jeremy, Footsteps, and Yellow Ledbetter. I love Yellow Ledbetter. It was originally on the Temple of the Dog. The music, like, it's the same riff of a Temple of the Dog song. Yeah. Times of Trouble, I think. Number two is Yellow Ledbetter for some reason. How's that a deep cut? It was never released as an actual single. Yeah, but it's one of those songs that everybody knows, you know. Yeah, and the release is number one, which is also one of those songs that everybody mm-hmm. knows off of ten. Mm-hmm. What? So the, you wouldn't consider a "State of Love and Trust" a deep cut, would you? I would. I love that fucking because song. because it was on that uh, the it's on uh, single soundtrack. soundtrack. Yeah, and they had another one on there called "Breathe." Yeah, "Breathe." Everybody actually, it's "Breath." Breath. Yeah. Everybody used to call it "Breathe," and it made me mad because there's no goddamn. Yeah, there's no e at the end of it. So yeah, you're right. That that was a good album. That was the soundtrack was great. What song did Willie cover? Oh, uh, Willie covered. Um, Have you heard this? No. <clears throat> Willie Nelson covered it. Was it a pro- yeah? It's yeah, a it was pro- a Pearl Jam song. It was um, uh, it was on Backspacer. Yes, on every life must end. I love from Backspacer. I love. Uh, I was obsessed with um, 
The Fixer for a while. Oh, yeah, that's a great that's song. Fucking, the Fixer is probably my favorite Pearl Jam. God, that's a good fucking song. I mean, I would play it like, they, they, numerous times. It was, a, it was actually a hit. And yeah, that, that was that, the first time that they tried in like it made 15 it years. What, tried to make a hit? Yeah, that, well, they even did a video. Yeah, Cameron yeah. Crowe directed the video. Yeah, it was an awesome fucking video. He's, hey, hey, hey. And they're, everybody's fucking going crazy. And, and that, was, that was whenever they had the exclusive deal at Target. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. I remember. You get it on iTunes and stuff, and uh, yeah, the song's called "Just Breathe." Cameron Crowe is a—he's uh, quite the uh, Pearl Jam file. Yeah, he's a—he's a Seattle file. Yeah, Seattle file. <laughs> he probably has sub pop tattooed on his. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he has sub pop posters and his wanks too every day. This is Willie's version of "Just Breathe" by Pearl Jam. Although I do love this song, I think it felt out of place on that album. Yeah, it should have been on his fucking ukulele album. Every life must end. Uh huh. It's fucking good. Yeah. As we sit alone, we must go Willie Nelson has smoked so much pot. <laughs> <laughs> smoked a joint on top of the White House. With the was it with the president or did he sneak off? No, oh, he snuck off. Cause this was back in the eighties. I think it was Reagan was in the White House. Well, why in the fuck would he invite Willie Nelson to his, to the White House? Well, old Dutch was not really. Uh, uh, the, his nickname was Dutch. Yeah. I often wonder if that's why my dad gave me. You know what the funny one of the funniest things ever is? Do you ever see the the skit on Saturday Night Live where Phil Hartman played Ronald Reagan, but it wasn't a befuddled Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan. It was a Ronald Reagan who was a schemer, and it was the funniest. Yeah, it, he fucking, would act. He, he would, would act, act like, like he was a befuddled. And we gotta get these sons of bitches. And then fucking uh, Dana Carvey came in as uh, um, Jimmy Stewart and. He's like, hey, Dutch, I'll just hang around. <laughs> the, the, the son Jim- of a bitch bit me. I don't even know what that's Jimmy, from. don't make me kill you. Well, kill me? You, you, you changed, Dutch, you son of a bitch. I don't know a whole lot about George Burns. I know he has some pretty fast, fantastic George Burnsy type jokes. George, George Burns? No. Uh, did you say George Burns? No. no. Wow. What, did I hear George Burns? Apparently. Apparently you Jesus did, Christ, sir. the old man with the cigar. We were talking about Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart. Who the fuck's George Burns? George <laughs> Burns is the old man with the cigar. You know what? Good night, Gracie. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Jimmy Stewart's impressions kind of remind me of George Burns for some reason. I don't know why. It's, it's an odd a, thing. It's they're, a very odd they're connection. Very, they're very different. Well, George Burns. God damn it. Jimmy Stewart was a legit uh, World War II hero. Like puffy. He was like a. <laughs> He was like a pilot, some shit. Shot down like quite a few men. He was, he's one of those guys that was like, he was everything that was jingoistic and, sl- and flag waving about America, but it was fucking great. You know, like you expected that out of him and you got it. And I bet he has a real big dick. <laughs> Probably does. <laughs> Did. 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 Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That dude's dead as shit now, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a wonderful life. It's a... What a downer of a movie that is. Well, until the end, yeah. <laughs> it's four hours long, too, so <laughs> it's not that long. It's only been an hour and a half. Three hours and 58 minutes. 
and then everything's okay. Come on, like, I'm sure everybody Jesus in this room Christ. has sat down and watched the fucking Lord of the Rings. I'm sure we've all done that. I saw the first one. You didn't see you the didn't other see ones? No. They were good. Not after the goddamn first one. Jesus Christ, I was bored to tears. I was literally crying. See, my brother-in-law has that. He's like, I don't want to watch anything about any fucking fairies and stuff. Well, so that's not, not a single goddamn fairy. That's not thing. my problem. It was boring, so I didn't give the other ones a you've chance. Got a, you've got a legit beef there. I, I mean, I, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. Especially reading... Oh, God, here we go. Especially reading the book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well... This is so boring. I'm on page 524. <laughs> Out of 2 million. <laughs> Why did Led Zeppelin write songs about this? <laughs> no, there's there's a part that they have in the in the movie where they're talking to her and sit around to decide what they're going to do with the ring. And it's called the Council of Elrond. And it is so fucking long. And there's like 25 fucking characters. And you're just like, Jesus H. Christ, cut to the fucking chase. <laughs> this is just, oh man. They made that rather short in the movie, didn't they? Well, they cut out half the characters. Okay. And they they literally cut to the chase. They were like, yeah. we're not doing this. You know, <laughs> Hey, kid, we, come over here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're going to take the ring to Mordor, right? Okay. Settled. You know? 12 year old. <laughs> Hobbit. We're going. Um, but yeah, but that's one of the things that uh, George R. R. Martin said, the, you know, or Lord of the Rings, I mean, of uh, Game of Thrones. He said, there are no, there are no Council of Elrond moments in his books. And he's right. They don't, there's none of that shit. I mean, it's just, it's all, all killer, no filler. <laughs> <laughs> Verbal sparring or actual sparring or penis sparring because there's a lot of homosexuality in those books. Did you guys see that the uh, Senate recommended a $1.7 billion reduction in, edu- in education? Jesus, where are they going to take it from? There will be no more education. I'm nope. sorry, I'm, like, I'm looking on Facebook. Do they have anything to say? <laughs> no. Uh, what did they do? I wasn't paying. $1.7 $1. billion reduction in education. Who did? That's, who put that forth? Senate recommended it. In our state or our country. nationally? In our country. You know, because... We're 20th in the world for... Oh, I think we're lower than that. Everything, so... We're 37th in, like, I mean, the newsroom. Do you ever see that? Yeah, we're not the greatest country, but we can. Yeah, that that speech by Bill Pullman is... Not Bill Pullman, but... It's not Bill Pullman. It's uh, Jeff Daniels. Yeah, okay, sorry. They're, they're kind of interchangeable sometimes. But, um, yeah, that's all true. Like, it's not, it's fact-checked, and he said all that shit before they wrote it. And it's changed since, like, it's varied some. But he's, he's right. Like, there is, no, there is no fact to support the statement that America is the greatest country on earth, and that's just going to kill it worse. Well, it's kind of weird because you've always been taught, like, as a kid, that we're, like, the best nation in the world. It's almost like this weird thing that they, like, instill in Americans. Yeah. Like, that we're number one. It's, like, this weird... And I don't know how other countries are. I don't know. Well, they're totally fucking annoyed by it. Like, I don't know if they, they're like, our country's number one. Like, well, I don't know it's, if it's like It's that. like this, um, you know, going to a Mountaineer game. And we're playing, let's go back to actual rivalries. Um, Pitt. Pitt. Right. And you're tailgating, and a bunch of Pitt fans walk up and say, Pitt's number one, motherfucker. West Virginia's just a bunch of butt-fucking faggots. That's us to the rest of the world. Whenever, yeah. whenever we go like, overseas, too far. and we just walk around in our American flag button up, we're like USA. Hey, Frenchie, what are you doing? <laughs> Suck my dick. I know you love sucking dick because you're French. Hey, USA, USA. Meanwhile, the rest of the world's ahead of us in basically everything. But yeah, but they're not the USA. <laughs> USA. It's so we weird. Lead, he said, I love the, the statistics. He said, we lead the world in three categories 
uh, number of incarcerated citizens per capita, number of people who believe angels are real, <laughs> and, and defense spending, uh, who we spend 20 more than the next 25 countries combined, and yeah. 24 of them are allies. You know, I was thinking about that, though. Like, when... Because obviously America wasn't like number one from the beginning. Like Don't you say that America's number one? Well, okay. Like when, and you might be able to answer this question for me. Um, like when, when was the turn in history where America? World War Two. World War Two. Mm-hmm. Why? Because we were insular to that point, and um, we actually, actually, after we fought World War One, um, the American army was largely scrapped. When we went into World War Two, we were so unprepared. The, the Germans were kicking the fucking shit out of us. Yeah, they were really getting some shit done. Well, uh, Rommel. But Rommel, who... Rommel, Rommel. <laughs> Rommel, Rommel, Rommel. Rommel, Rommel, Rommel. The Jew burglar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you had something good. Your eyes lit up, and I was like, here it comes. <laughs> oh, my God. But, okay. <laughs> I'm so fucking good at this. <laughs> um, okay, so I know we were going to ask if by Germany, but mm-hmm. like what? We were rocky for the first 10 rounds. Seriously. Yeah, like, they what? were Yvonne, Draco. But like what happened? Like when did the, when, the switch... When was the turning point? Yeah. When did after we say we, cut after, me Mick? After we, after we beat Rommel in North Africa. When we when we finally... Because Rommel was a, was a brilliant tank commander. Right. And he was kicking... Like, the Pacific happened first, and the Marines were trapped in Corregidor and couldn't get out of there. And uh, MacArthur, whoever he hails as a hero, actually ran and left all those Marines there. Oh. It's fucking terrible. I mean, it, watch The War by Ken Burns if you want to know anything. Everything that dude does is fucking It's fucking legit. amazing, but it's so depressing because uh, – at fir- and then at first, they were shellacking us. And uh, then Ra- – but Rommel was the one who saw – True greatness in Americans. He's like, wait. A, he's like, give them some time. They'll learn how to fight, and then we're fucked. That's what. He, that's basically what he said because he saw. He knew that Americans can fight, and that is not bullshit. In Normandy and all those places, Americans were the first boots on the ground, and we were the best fighters because we were the ones who we asked for that. You know, I mean, we asked for the burden. We were like, we want to fight. We want to be first. You know. Okay. What I mean? Well, so, then after World War II, and mm-hmm. everybody's like, okay, these white guys can fight. Like, what happened economically that made us... The 60s. Like, what? what? I don't... Like, I can't really pinpoint, like, what what happened. Well, after the, the boom of... Uh, after Korea was over, mm-hmm. which was the 50s. Right. Uh, well, not just the... It wasn't the 50s. I think it was only a couple of years long. No, really? it was, it, no actually, it's kind of long. Korea was kind of long. But after that was over, and then the economic prosperity that boomed, like Mad Men illustrates... America was on top. Like we were, our from the war, from the boom we got from World War Two. Was it because the other country because we didn't fight really on our soil and the other countries were sort yeah, of yeah they had to rebuild yeah yeah a lot a lot and then but then I don't to it's me it's strategy. only been yeah you should have like sixty years well really fifty years but then we really started like manufacturing everything overseas so mm-hmm. there was really only like a twenty year span where. America was truly making things here in our country, and it was truly like the way that they still try to teach us that it is. Well, see, that's the thing is that that is why we're taught. That is why America is not great anymore. Is it's the fact that we were manufacturing things here at home. We were building. We were building. We were giving people good jobs. 
the the suburbs and all that stuff where people were moving out to the suburbs and building homes and you had all this tract housing all that stuff that that at first was a great thing everybody had a good job everybody was driving a car everybody got a vacation everybody could work with one salary and and raise a family you could buy two family cars you could own a home you could do all these things but then capitalism just went completely fucking crazy that's what happened what but what caused because it's not i mean it is a system like mm-hmm. something happened something something tipped it what um, was it? It was the the fact that the companies could saw what they could get away with. I mean, I understand it from a business standpoint because it's so much cheaper on the bottom line. I mean, I get that. Mm-hmm. I do. I'm not saying I agree with it. Right. So is that, I mean, is that basically what happened? Yeah, it was uh, the fact that, um, well, actually that happened. And then into the 80s, I'll tell you the, the one turning point that really destroyed American business and destroyed the fact that labor, labor, labor's bargaining chips was the fact that the uh, air traffic controllers went on strike, and Reagan forced them to go back to work. Like he said, we don't strike in this country, blah blah blah. Because Dutch was big on the fucking, he w- he wanted to keep different the, Dutch. Yeah, he wanted <laughs> to keep the fucking commies out of everything. And to a lot of people in his generation, unions were communists because they were things they believed that the company should know best. And if if you unite and you want people to have wages and stuff like that then you are a communist because then you're sharing the wealth and what the the, the term that con, that current uh, capitalists have for that is collectivist greed they 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 don't believe that that they believe that one person that that a person should rise in the ranks and everybody else shouldn't get anything that's what they believe i'm so mixed because so one end i i'm, I'm totally like okay there's such a disgusting um, distribution of wealth in this country and it's so gross it's gotten mm-hmm. so out of hand but at the same time on the other hand it's kind of like okay the american dream is don't dream too big because on the other end of it they'll cut you off you know what i mean so where's the middle ground like where do you say okay you rise and you get to you know everybody gets to dream as big as they want but one person can't come out ahead because that's when shit gets bad no, I, I see. Yeah, and you I, know what I mean. Yeah, I do. I mean, and I agree because we're of a similar mind about this. I, I believe that there can be some middle ground with this because that's the way it has to be. But we, I, we have to find the middle ground again. I kind of think where where it's going wrong is with the politicians basically being bought with money, and then you have these you know people who have all this wealth controlling everything basically, and it's to me that's where it's broken. Well, that's the thing. Uh, I can tell you, I can actually pinpoint that to a specific event. Are you guys familiar with Citizens United, the Citizens United Act? Yeah, the uh, corporations are people. Exactly. That destroyed the American middle class. That's it. That, that destroyed them. Because, when was that? Uh, not very long ago. 2010, yeah. 11? Yeah. It, it really was the nail in the coffin. Because that says that these corporations, the people that can give as much money as they want to a candidate, that means that now candidates are bought and sold like so much chattel. They, they are only bought by interests. That's true. But, but now, but when, when that passed, that destroyed it. Why did they pass that? Because people didn't give a shit because the average American thought that was a good idea because they were sold a bill of goods by the people who wanted it fucking passed. And if you look, if you look at every candidate besides Bernie Sanders, feel the burn, um, Absolutely. Burn, 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 burn. Vote for Bernie. Vote for Bernie. You look at uh, who their donors are. They're the same on both sides. Yeah. Yeah. For all the different candidates. Mm -hmm. They're all the same. So no matter what, they got their fucking bets hedged. Everything's going to come out in our favor. We're all going to have golden butt plugs. And 
Everything's going to be great. It's such, it's such a gross world because you, okay, you spend all this money and you fucking campaign and you do it for like two years and then you get elected and then you basically spend the next four years. At least four years. Trying to get reelected. That's all you yeah, do. No matter which position you're in. <laughs> and yeah. you basically, and you basically have to suck dicks of everyone else there and, you know, make them happy so that they can get reelected. Well, see, that's, that's where the, that's where the thing went wrong. Do you know, realize people like, you know, and I know I lean towards him because that's, you know, what I was raised with. John F. Kennedy did not get, accept one penny of his salary. He gave it all to charity. He didn't need the money. He was doing it because Joe Kennedy, uh, instilled in his kids the fact that being a good American was their responsibility. So they try to make, make it good for every American. And they, and they got that from their immigrant roots, from the fact that they're a group of people who had to take their piece of the pie and they want to make sure that wasn't as hard for everybody else who wanted to get their piece of the pie. They want to make sure that they tried to help everybody. You know what I mean? Now we have groups of people in who are just trying to retain that wealth. And sit on top of it. The neo-patricians, that's what's going on. That We have a group of people who, don't, who have the wealth and the influence of the Kennedys, but with none of the conscience or will to be better and drive themselves to be great Americans. You see what I'm saying? I think that Barack, Barack Obama actually had that kind of that swagger with him for a minute, but it was completely lost because well, the system the system broke him. He couldn't be that way anymore. Well, and, you know and what I mean? He, he was fighting an uphill battle. I mean, Absolutely. the... Absolutely. The house was against him on every corner of everything he tried to do, and people want to get pissed at him. It, it's not just him. It's well, he w- he literally has <clears throat> like a quarter yeah. of um, leeway. A senator or a congressman or some shit came out a couple weeks ago and said that they were pretty much told in what a, me- a meeting or something. I don't fucking know since they got control of the senate or congress, whichever one, mm-hmm. that they were not. To vote yes on anything the Democrats try to get across. I'm so tired of the political parties. It's just become, you know, this might be a really great idea, but a Democrat came up with it, so we can't vote. That for was it. it. You yeah, know what I mean? that's yeah. basically what he said. Or yeah, vice versa. Exactly. I'm not just saying that. I mean, I I see both sides, but it's just like, okay, let's let's pretend for a second that we're all fucking humans, and that this idea is the best thing for everyone. That's going to take more imagination than I can muster. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I know you're a robot, what, but like, come on. Lewis Black said, he said, he said the conversation has gotten, had gotten, and this was back when Bush was in office. This is how this is on Red, White, and Screwed when he said this, and he said the conversation has gotten so out of control that they're da- so down each other's throats that they can't have any fucking direction. That's when he freaks out. He said you have to have. You have to have reaching across the aisle. You have to everybody. You know the, the difference between Republicans and Democrats used to be not that big. No, no now it's, it's so dramatic. All the fucking difference in the world. But at the end of the day, we all have the same goals. Like we want our country to be better. Do we? I mean, I mean, I would like to think that's the. Goal. I don't think that we do. I think that we do. I think that we do. As and a, I think, as a people, I think we do. But I think the people up there don't. I mean, I they, guess they, they want are, to keep the power and that's... Exactly, the money and the power. They're shills of the people who are shelling out the money. Right. The people who control the Fed. You know that You know that the average American, and nobody knows who controls the Fed, you know the Fed is not a, is not yeah. a, a government body. Neither is the IRS. Ron Paul said that the Federal Reserve is, is as federal as Federal Express. Exactly. He's exactly right. And, and the IRS works outside the law. You know, there's a whole documentary called America Freedom to Fascism that states that the income tax 
on us is illegal. That is completely illegal. And all and, and there is no document, there is nothing stating that we have to pay a federal income tax. There is actually law backing us up saying that the uh, collection of our property, which our wages are, is illegal, that they can't do that to us. Then how are they getting around it? Because the IRS is such a rogue body now that they, this was their answer to that when, when somebody put that to them and said, how are you dealing with this? How are you, how are you enforcing these laws that are non-laws? We're enforcing it through uh, arbitration and, uh, and through the courts. That's basically saying they're putting you in fucking jail for violating a non-law. The income, income tax evasion is not a crime because you're not breaking any law. There is no law stating that you have to pay a federal income tax. That is complete fallacy. That does not that does not exist. And if you think I'm doubting it, watch that movie. And everybody who's in that uh, Americans Against the IRS are former IRS agents. One of them was a woman, and she said somebody had put a full page ad in it saying stating, "Can you show me the law where it says that we have to pay federal income tax? I'll give you ten grand if you can show it." She said, "I've been in forever. This is an easy ten grand. Who couldn't use that?" She couldn't fucking find it. That is a whole documentary and a whole, and that is a terrifying thing when you really think about that. That is how out of control the situation has gotten. If you don't believe there's Illuminati or a group of people who have it in their best interest to make sure that all of us are downtrodden and sick and fat and stupid and all this stuff, you're out of your fucking mind. I like to live in the world you live in. That's, that's really crazy because there is a group of people and they're in power now. And somebody has put that forth. They said, is there class warfare? Yes. And my class is winning. And a wealthy person said that. Hmm. Sorry. I mean, I know that we went off on a tangent there, but Jesus Christ. What documentary is that? America, Freedom to Fascism. <clears throat> I knew it was coming. I was late. <laughs> I was really late on it. <laughs> is that about it? Yeah. <laughs> I was listening to the Nerdist, and Joseph Gordon Love is on there, and he's getting ready to do um, the movie with about Snowden. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think he, it's already done. Is it done? Yeah, Oliver Stone. Yeah. It's, really? It's going to be. He's really... not been batting well lately. I know it's going to be terrible. You think? I hope. I not. hope not. I hope I'm he recaptures. It. I hope he recaptures the magic. I hope it's good. But anyways, he was doing all this like um, research about everything, and he was like this one like case really freaked me out and it was basically the i don't know what his title was and i can't remember his name but basically he's over all of the different like branches like he's over the cia he's mm. over the fbi he's over all of it one man yeah and they had him in front of like the senate or whatever it <laughs> <laughs> was really good <laughs> still works still yeah. works and then uh, soundboard tonight um basically they had him in front of the supreme court and they asked are you or the Senate and they were asking, you know, are you guys capturing data from cell phones and other devices to have all this information on on the general public? And the guy lied. He straight up lied under oath. Oh yeah, like really bad. Like, like just straight up did not give any fucks and never, lied. They're never gonna find out. That's perjury. And that's what did they get him for perjury? No. Hell no. Are Nothing has ever happened. Me? Nothing has ever happened. And I'm like and and Basically, it's broken. Our whole system is broken. If that guy can get away with saying something like that, yeah, that's why I went. Uh, There's no balances anymore. There's no checks and balances. There's mm-hmm. nothing like if he can get up there and just fucking like we all know, we all fucking know. I think we need to reset. Like I, you know, I, we, 
we were talking about this not long ago when I was playing The Last of Us, and I was yep. right, and I was writing a story about the just total destruction of human beings, mm-hmm. down to say ninety percent of all human human beings die, and I and I said this, and I said I don't want anybody to die. Like horribly, I don't want anybody to go through pain. I don't want anybody to feel fear. I don't want any of that stuff. But it wouldn't be a bad thing if the total economic, societal, and uh, world collapse. It wouldn't be a bad thing in a lot of ways. We'd have to relearn how it is to be human and re fucking set. But it's not going to happen that way. It's going to be violent. It's going to be bad. It's going to be really bad. I mean, because that is Franz Fanon when he wrote The Wretch of the Earth said that is the only way effective. I've said this last week and I've said it a hundred times, God ad nauseum. But the only way a a change comes is through violence. And that is absolutely true. So. That's true. <laughs> Nothing ever happens without violence. It's like when you know, and I was guilty of this too when the Baltimore thing happened, and people were riding, and I and I posted a picture of because I thought it was I was like these people tearing up their own neighborhoods. How how fucking dare they? And then I posted a picture of Mahatma Gandhi and said, you know, you might want to take a page from this guy. But what do you that, done? But that no, he did he did succeed. But he is like him and Martin Luther King are like two lone exceptions to the rule that you need violence to get things done. And they weren't even an exception because the fallout from them was violent. Like, Pakistan was formed through violence, through Muslims and Hindus not able to get together. We got a dog fart wafting. (laughs) Yeah, I thought Elena was over there crying. (laughs) We got a dog fart wafting through the pillow fort right now. And let me tell you. What did you feed him today? It is pungent. I don't know what he eats when I'm not here. I don't know if he fucking gets fucking... Pizza Hut or whatever. Oh, he's farted so much this evening. Oh, he's like old man farts. Thick. Like- <laughs> There's yeah. a soundboard for you. They are thick. They are thick. Oh. I was uh, I was thinking about the the new Batman v Superman movie, and I was thinking we could maybe make some changes to the uh, Superman costume. I want to see I want to see a shirtless Henry Cavill. <laughs> Who does it, sir? Costume. I want to see a more detailed bulge. Yeah, they. I think they really should accentuate the bulge in yeah. this one. Detail it a little. Yeah. Well, th- there we go with Brandon Routh because his bulge was so huge in the Superman Returns that they had to. They had to adjust. deflate his penis. Yeah, it was too. His dick was too big. They had to. They had to work on it digitally to make it not so. Imagine if there's somebody else recently. They had to do that too. I swear I read that. He's probably a popular fellow with the ladies. <laughs> Hey, my dick was too big to be Superman. What do you think about that? <laughs> but Brandon Routh is gay, so it's with. Imagine, fellas. imagine if that's the reason he didn't get the role. And they're like, "Listen, Brandon, you look like Christopher Reeve. You'd be a great Superman. Your dick's too but, big, but you're just packing too much sausage in them shorts, dog." <laughs> He's like, "But you I got can too take it We're trying to get PG. <laughs> you're at least with that dong of yours. You're at least pushing us to R. NC seventeen, sir." <laughs> That scene when you're running around fighting and it's flopping all over the place in Batman's face, we can't. You have knocked it. out three people with it. <laughs> but maybe a, I mean, you, you with Superman, you still want to see the iconic symbol. Yeah. So maybe a crop top, so you can see some of that sweet Henry Cavill belly hair. Mm. You guys on board with that? Of course, it's Henry Cavill. God damn, Henry Cavill. <laughs> ben Affleck too. Yeah. Hey, Ben Affleck. He doesn't. A perfectly handsome man. I think he he's no Henry pretty hot in this movie. It's no Henry Cavill, though. Come on. Come on, y'all. A yes, yes, y'all, and it don't stop. 
<laughs> no, Affleck, they showed him in the gym, like a shot. He was just standing there. He's How fucking, rock hard did he's you get? He's fucking huge, yeah, dude. He got big. He's fucking huge. Like, and I'm not talking, like, Tom Hardy to play Bane. He had to pack on some mass. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Ooh, he, was, he was doing power training. Ooh. He was doing a lot of power lifting. He was doing bench squats and deadlifts. That's what he was doing. Because he said, I don't want to be a guy who... You can tell those guys. Like, I'm sorry, and I'm not talking, taking anything away from, like, a Mark Wahlberg or something like that. Guy's in fucking shape, man. He's in really good shape, and he really works hard at it. I'm not saying it's not hard work. But there's not a lot of power behind that frame. You know what I mean? With somebody like, and, and you can see that in Affleck. There's a lot of power behind that frame. You know, and that's well, what... he's the fucking Batman. Well, that's what I'm saying. He wants to portray that image. He's the, he he's to, the Dark Knight Returns Batman. He's He really is. He kind of, he's thick. He's a little bit older. Even, little, even, yeah, in the, yeah. even in the trailer, he's got the gray. The on, speed ain't there, but the power is more. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's if he if he catches you with one, you're going the fuck down. He looks down, like my silver know? fox. <laughs> that's why I love that fucking uh, animated movie. It was fucking awesome. The Dark Knight I, Returns. I want to see fucking it. fucking great. The only one of that series I've seen is... Uh, Year one. I'm guessing it's the same series. Yeah, it's Frank same, same dude wrote it. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched it all the way through. I have it on uh, Flash Drive. Bitch, me and you over. watched it. No, the uh, oh, Dark, Dark Knight Returns. Returns. Okay. Yeah. I read that. Uh, I used to have a copy, leather bound, of uh, the complete Frank Miller Batman. I have gray leather bound I've books. Ever. An apartment that smells of rich mahogany. I know. Mervyn <laughs> Olsen. He comes over from time to time. It's stupid. <laughs> no. <I'm just> like, <laughs> You drink like scotch on the rocks, you fucking gentleman. Smoking a pipe. Smoking jacket, pipe, dick out. <laughs> Dog Talking about there, your recent trip to Europe. I don't know. Baxter regretting eating the entire wheel of cheese. <laughs> but it was Brie. <laughs> no, but um, he's. Um, and that was in there. Batman Year One is all the front. Yeah, what, happened, front to, what happened to this leather bound. I had a pit bull. Oh no shit! Who dogs apparently love leather. <laughs> I came home and it was shredded. I want the my mom paid fifty dollars for it. Fifty dollars in the eighties for that book. Oh man! Now it's worth like five grand or some shit. <sighs> it's inflation, like, man. And it's like <laughs> it's like one of the most prized possessions in comics. No shit. And my dog ate it, and I came home and I was like, "What the fuck did you do?" And she's sitting there in a pile, like. And she's it's dawning on her and a tail stuff, but dumbest dog ever. She was sweet. She I just left it down a little too too low and she got into it and ate the fucking thing. You know what we forgot to do last week? What? We forgot to holler at your girl. <laughs> I'm gonna ease you into it with a little bit of Peter Cetera, Glory of Love. I would fight for your honor, Diane Franklin. I would fight Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck. Wow. There we go. Mike dropped. Come to the pillow for it. Come get this dick, Diane Franklin. Come get that sweet Chuck dick. (laughs) With them two lovely tater sacks below. (laughs) Two distinguished-looking gentlemen sitting on tater sacks. <laughs> this was all You're referring just... to your balls, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was like, what? That's actually a line from Metalocalypse. Oh. This, this... I made the, the acquaintance of a distinguished older gentleman sitting on two duffel sacks. Murder face. This was all an excuse for me to do this. I 
fight for your honor. Who didn't love that song? I'll be the hero. Karate Kid 2, right? dreaming of the videos showing clips from it. <laughs> uh, Peter Cetera used to be in Chicago. Single-handedly destroyed that band. Yeah, he started doing all the ballads yeah. whenever he, he took and over. And that's not his fault. Yeah, that's his style. Yeah, I mean, but they, they brought him in. They wanted some radio airplay. And Dutch, I think you should host, band. like, a late-night, like, love show. Like, <laughs> oh, what is that, Cindy? You're, you're alone in Denver? <laughs> the Quiet Storm. <laughs> <laughs> the ladies' band. <laughs> that was one of... Uh, one of his characters, he would host the Quiet Storm, <laughs> and he would always hit the button for yeah. the. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I forgot Diane Franklin last week. Uh, it was mostly me because usually I'm the I'm the one that reminds you what. No one going. should have to remind me of Diane Franklin. I know uh, you should you should uh, just send one out every day just for fun. Yeah, I'm really hoping she hears these, but I'm probably not the only. Uh, Guy with a podcast who gives a shout out to Diane Franklin. Only one I've heard. So it's such fair a enough. niche. And I listen to like <laughs> it is it is narrow. <laughs> uh, I listen to like fifteen podcasts. So if we could get her on here, that would be awesome. If she could come to Charlton Heights, West Virginia. Oh great! Now the IRS is coming. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> we we don't have any money. So it, it's dead as prison for you. <laughs> a collective we don't have any money. <laughs> the royal we. <laughs> He's not wrong. <laughs> Quite accurate, actually. Hey, um, President uh, Barack Hussein Obama, Lama Ding Dong, uh, went with Vice News this week. The first president in a, in a dick's age, a long time. A dick's age. We used to say a coon's age, but I'm not sure yeah, we're allowed to say that anymore. Um, in a long time to go to a prison, and they took cameras, and they're going to make a special Sweet. documentary about it. Exciting. I think Shane Smith went with him, his drunk ass. You know what they should just do? You know what he should do? He's been he's been reviewing all these. You know what I think he's building to do? I, what I'm really hoping he's building to do as the mic drop to the fucking Republicans. Legalize all drugs. Legalize all drugs and then let all drug offenders out. Be like, go fuck yourselves. I'm out. And just walk away. I imagine there would have to be an interview process to these guys. Cause, uh, well, non-violent offenders, of course. If, unless they've been in there for like 40 years and they've learned to be... Mashy. Really shitty guys. But the, there was a football player, and I think he, I don't remember who he plays for. His mom has been in jail since he was four years old for a nonviolent uh, drug offense, like dealing drugs, whatever it was, coke, crack, whatever. And she's never got to see him play football, and she's one of the people that's going to get her mm. sentence commuted this November. Oh, that's awesome. And so she'll finally get to see her son play football. Yeah, but the Republicans unless he gets like a terrible injury <laughs> before oh, she gets out. <laughs> I'm glad you put that one out there. <laughs> but uh, I think I mean it's good for her because like she's been in prison for almost 20 years for such crazy bullshit for um, taking advantage of a market that is open and that isn't going anywhere. There was a girl who put this totally in perspective for me. We were discussing it, and I, you know, and I'd been on the fence about other drugs as opposed to weed. Because I've been fed all the same bullshit everybody else was. Yeah. Well, they're killing themselves with that shit. But that's your vo- that's your body. That's your life. What I have in my pocket is none of your fucking business. Yeah, Eddie Vedder once said, "My body's nobody's body but mine. You run your body, let me run mine." That's a fucking good one. That's a. I don't think I've ever heard "body" that many times. And yeah, he's well, he's a goddamn poet. <laughs> he's a motherfucking poet. Huh? Does he know it? <laughs> I, was I thought we were gonna let that one go. <laughs> Buh to the zenga. 
I no, think I think I just, all drugs should be legal. I think every every single one of them, regulate them, tax them, and, and everybody sure Scrooge McDuckett. <laughs> and then they wouldn't have to drop like what is it like one point three million dollars on education because you know what? No, one point seven boom a million. million a bill. So uh, or what is it three apostrophes? Is that what? He, from, uh, <laughs> I lost an apostrophe. Trace oh. apostrophe. <laughs> no longer a billionaire from uh, the Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley. Yeah. Yeah. I love that show. But anyways, yeah, just make it all legal. I think. Um, Prostitution should be legal. Absolutely. Fucking A. It's one of the most terrifying things I've ever seen. If they could just regulate it, it would be totally fine. Yeah, that would cut down on yeah. human that's trafficking. Woman's, that's a woman's procession. You know, that if she wants to... that Poor is man. Some women get yeah, crazy. Okay. Yeah, I'm saying, but, you know... It if is, my dick was worth anything, I'd sell the shit out of it. Yeah, I'd <laughs> sling it left and right. There you go, if baby. If you want to give guys blowjobs and get paid for it, and you guys both consent, and you're adults, and you're totally Yeah, that's it, the, that's you know, the that's one... Fo- isn't that just so basic? That and, they, and, and it's not... You know who's for that? Jesse Ventura. He was he was for legalization of drugs and all mm-hmm. that shit. You know, he's he's one of those guys who is a he's a right wing guy, but he's right wing in the right way. He yeah, he's sort of uh he's a hardcore like, libertarian. Yeah, libertarian and he's kinda like socially um liberal. Wasn't he like the gay marriage thing? Wasn't he like all for that? Yeah. And, yeah, and he said <laughs> Why do I care if gay people want to get married? <laughs> <What the? laughs> I'm just sitting over here. Let me tell you something, Gorilla Monsoon. <laughs> Body by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, I really don't. I don't understand why process, prostitution is still illegal. It's such a terrifying. At, like, it shouldn't even be puritanical. I don't. I think country. prostitution is, is a. Is a sounds like a dirty word. It's just like hey. You, you want to blow me? But it's so weird that you can go to like, like a strip club and watch girls dance naked. But the and, moment and you, you can have pay to have and, that. and you can have you them grind on your dick very hard. But wear, wear gym shorts, yes. No, but there's, a, there's it's a difference in semantics. You know that you can call an escort, right? Yeah, and, you and you that's can, prostitution. Uh, but you don't but because. But their their escorts are just like they're not advertising sex, right? right. But if you guys uh, you hit it off and they uh, decide that they want to. And they're down uh, with the it. You throw them an you extra three hundred. You're gonna hit it off. What? <laughs> like, I wonder. Can you be like, okay, so we just banged here. Go buy yourself something. Well, Joe Rogan always <laughs> that was some good sex, madam. <laughs> yeah, I was getting ready to bring. How that about up. a coat? Joe Rogan always connects it to like a massage. Yeah, like I, they can massage anywhere from the back of my head to my feet, including my ass. They can massage my inner thighs, but they just can't touch that. Fleshy part taint. They can get they, your taint. They get your taint if you want. If they want to. Nuh-uh. But they just can't <laughs> massage that, or it's prostitution. <laughs> they can get that. Th- they can get that thumb in there and uh, stimulate that old prostate. <laughs> but they're just not allowed to touch the uh, the hump of flesh there. That's so. It's so strange. It's it is strange. Like it's I mean, fucking if, stupid. If you're an adult and yeah, you're you, consenting. I want. I'm gonna. And you're like, it's cool. That's not God's law. That's the, that is the whole thing standing in the way. Why don't you go? You know, why don't you go to church and worship your God in your way, and I'll go to the God of tits and wine, and I'll be fine. Well, I think uh, politicians. The God of tits and wine. <laughs> politicians should be like the most that. on board with this. Like they get in more trouble with prostitutes than like anybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, they're so repressed, and like, they're fucking, you know. Yeah, they need to smoke weed and get away. Yeah, no, Jesus <laughs> yeah, Christ. Like the, smoke this and fuck her, and like, everything will be all right. I only <laughs> want you to go fuck three women before you decide to pass this law. Yeah. <laughs> was, I don't uh, trust you I'm right I'm going to tell you, that sex is the bee's knees. <laughs> uh, there was the uh, 
the preacher, I, I brought him up before, but now I know his name, Ted Haggard. Uh, the, he was he preaches in one of those giant mega churches that gets like forty thousand people, That's like so Crestwood Dollar. And uh, he was caught having gay sex and doing meth That's with awesome. a prostitute. That's awesome. And like I said, good I, for him. Yeah, <laughs> let your freak flag fly. But then he went partying like a goddamn rock star. <laughs> he, went, he went to a pray the gay away retreat with more preachers buddies. I guess they pro- they might have did the thing like uh, when your dad caught you smoking cigarettes, made you smoke the whole pack. <laughs> They made him suck all the dick. You smoked all those cocks, sir. They they got like 40 religious leaders from around the country, and they just fucked him in the ass until he didn't like it anymore. Bukaki for Christ. Yeah. But wouldn't that have the opposite effect? (laughs) Bukaki for Christ. I'm Uh, getting that tattooed on me next week, you guys. We're changing the name of Philip Fort Radio to Bukaki for Christ. I really wish I hadn't said that. Imagine the T-shirt that's sales. That's some flack. Imagine that. the T-shirt sales. I think I just named this week's episode. I, you probably did. I think. Yeah, we should totally get a T-shirt name. <laughs> uh, Cocky for Christ. What a bizarre world we live in. Like it's just weird. You can't go. But consent. it's not always been that way, you know. It's not always been that way. I think it's kind of like it's always kind of been weird but now people are talking about it more i think because of the internet and we have more outlets to talk more freely about it and people are like a little more open well no i'm saying i don't think we've always been this repressed i think this repression that we have is pretty new i'm talking about in a like less 50 100 years yeah i'm you know like prostitution was legal in rome Completely they legal. Give a fuck. They're just like, let's go have an orgy down in the bathhouse. Yeah, and they were <laughs> fucking great. They ruled the world for a thousand years. And your wife's like, cool, honey, <laughs> just come back for dinner. <laughs> how, many, how many? You know you're my main boo, right? How many countries? You know I love you, baby. Is uh, prostitution legal in? Now? I don't know. Like all the good ones. Many of them. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's just throw that one right out there. Blanket. <laughs> if it is in Amsterdam, I, I'm pretty sure that's. Oh, I mean Australia. <laughs> Australia, it's legal. Yeah, but you can't get married if you're gay down there. Yeah, yet. but Australia's <laughs> awesome. You can't get married if you're... Not yet. America beat Australia to that one. Isn't Jesus that all weird? Christ. Yeah. Ireland beat us to it. Yeah. <laughs> Ireland. And Australia hasn't gotten on board? No, Australia, it's still illegal. Ireland's so boring, they print the papers three weeks in advance. <laughs> <laughs> so beautiful. It's kind of like West Virginia. It's just gorgeous. Nothing it, happens. It depends on where you go. I've <laughs> seen where my family is from there. It's from the north, from near Belfast. It's not very pretty at all. There's uh, a lot of people hate Mexicans, and but if you compare like the Mexican culture to like the Appalachian culture, it's a lot the same. Yeah. Like You look at Mexicans, they keep their family in their house. Every, mm-hmm. Fucking... Generations. Of, oh Jesus! Yeah, like they're all, all, at least all in the same area. West Virginians, if you got ten acres, you sell those acres. You're, you you're, to your kids. Yeah, your son gets married. It's weird. And they want a new house. Give him a hunk of land. You give him a hunk of land. Mark yeah. off an acre for him. Well, I would venture a guess. I think that's that, great. Yeah, I would venture a guess and say that every culture that's communal and dealing with, let's say, less than wealth, has a similar way of doing things because. That's the way you do things, you know. Yeah, that's that's beautiful. Actually. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, uh, you unless you hate your family, <laughs> yeah. unless you're, you're fucked. I mean, if you hate your family, Jesus Christ, I can't stand these fucking people. Mm, do not love my me. mom. Love my mom. My mom's great. <laughs> give me a half hour with her. We're good to go. <laughs> do not give me that acre. I will fucking murder you. <laughs> no, but um, every culture that's come here, like, and I, and I got into the argument, of course, and I had to do my Facebook fucking. Uh, rant and stand on the t- 
tater sacks and everything. They stood on a mountain of tater sacks. Hell, it was awful, dude. It was a fucking massive it fight. Feet. How did you get up there? Did you trip a few times? Grappling hook. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> He's got gadgets. <laughs> the grapple gun, Aaron. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Aaron seems to have fell asleep for a moment. <laughs> yes, the grapple gun. And no. You finally get to see the grapple gun again. No, but everybody's stonewalling the Mexicans and saying, well, we don't want them here and stuff. And I put, you know, and then I put a picture of an Irish family on a boat and then put no Irish need to apply as my. Which I 100% agree with. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I've got Irish in me, too. Right now. You went a little yeah. bit. I've, I've, got, I've, got I've got a butt plug made in Ireland in me right now. I thought you guys were setting off a club. <laughs> Chuck's got the remote control for it, so it vibrates every now and then. Yeah. Plays the Irish National Anthem. I was wondering why you guys were winking at each other. It was really weird. <laughs> you haven't noticed that for the last 12 weeks? <laughs> So this sometimes like he finger blasts my butthole <laughs> underneath the table. <laughs> finger blasts so funny. <laughs> You're throwing rockets tonight. <laughs> Hold me like a bowling ball, Chuck. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> you were saying? <laughs> you were grappling up a hill of potatoes. That's all I remember. No, they... And the, the majority of people who I was in the argument with were, as a lot of people from West Virginia are, um, descended from Irish, from Irish people. And I said, you know, that I said, you know, there was another group of people who came to this country. They were poor. Many of them came illegally, and they were not welcome. And they had to force their way into the American pie and and take their piece of it. I said, that's the Irish people. And I said, and everybody should get the same fucking opportunities that the Irish, the Italians, all these fucking people got. That's just the way it is. And if you don't give it to them, they're going to get it through organized crime the way they're doing now. I said, this is just the latest page in that book. And they don't eat, nobody fucking sees that. Well, I don't want to speak Mexican. Well, fuck you. I'm sorry. That's the way it fucking goes. That's language. Nobody ever that's, said you had to speak Mexican. Well, that's what I'm saying. But, <laughs> you know? um, and and that they don't get that. The fact that they said, well, I don't want to speak it. Well, feel free to not speak it. But the way language goes, it is a evo- constantly evolving and changing thing. The language that uh, our great, great, great grandkids speak will not be the same language we're speaking today. It will be different. And there will be lots of Mexican terms, though, Spanish terms in it. That's I imagine it'll happen. be mostly telepathic. Yep. If Cosmo Kramer's right. In the year 2000. <laughs> in the year 2000. <laughs> yeah, I love that Conan kept doing that bit <laughs> for 10 years. <laughs> That's why I love Conan. And another reason why I love Conan, every time Paul Rudd comes on, he plays the same clip. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, Ant-Man. And, uh, what clip? me. Mac and me he plays a clip from Mac and me, and he's been doing it for ever since he's been going on Conan. Mm-hmm. Paul Rudd's so fucking awesome. He is, dude. I, I can't wait to see that movie. I heard. It. Is it good? Or is it getting good reviews? I don't care. I, I like Paul Rudd enough to where I'll see it. So right. I've seen pretty much everything that dude's in. I liked him. He was the one of the. He was maybe the best person besides uh, Rogan in um, Knocked Up. God, oh, he was fucking hilarious. <laughs> the, the you look like gay. You look like Babe Ruth's gay older brother, oh, Gay yeah. Ruth. <laughs> well played, sir. You, you know how I know you're gay. You listen to Coldplay. Coldplay. <laughs> and then Seth, uh, on the deleted scenes, at least Seth Rogen comes back. You know how I know you're gay. Your dick tastes like <laughs> shit. <laughs> I, I, Aaron reminds me so much of Seth Rogen. Yeah, when he gets he, all giggly, yeah, and he's, he's, <laughs> <laughs> we need to get him. 
He's, he kind of talks like him sometimes. He's kind of got a uh, a Rolf voice. Yeah. yeah. Rolf? Uh, who didn't love Rolf? Rolf was my oh, favorite. Oh, played the off-key piano. <laughs> I mean, do you remember uh, Saturday Night Live when Seth Rogen hosted? He he was Rolf, and then they had a puppet yeah. of uh, of Kermit the Frog. Yep. Was they, it really Kermit? They sang a song, yeah. That's awesome. I didn't yeah. see that, though. I remember that one. It was good. Jason Siegel, he he's big in the Muppets. He, he likes the puppets. Well, and I've seen his wiener. Uh, in, I'm uh, pretty sure everybody's seen it. We've all seen it. You know, yeah. in um, forgetting Sarah, Marshall. forgetting Sarah Marshall, the whole puppet thing that he mm-hmm. that he did. He he actually just did that. He had that laying around, really, and he brought it to I guess Ap- Judd Apatow, and they're like, "You're fucking weird. This is awesome." <laughs> yeah. And they put it in the movie. <laughs> That's a good. They, yeah. they put his uh, fucking weird Dracula puppet play in the movie. Yeah, That's a good puppets. one. And um, get him to the Greek. Yeah, I love getting it's the great. funniest fuck. My favorite so part of that. Do you know the words of African child? I don't know the words of African child. I sit around and just do the African guy face. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> that movie was so much funnier than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Well, I like. I really like Russell Brand. Yeah. I didn't until I saw those two movies. Yeah. yeah. And then I funny. liked him ever every day. But he's afterwards. basically just himself. He's not yeah. really an actor. Yeah. He just he's just himself. <laughs> I like the fact that they got. Miles O'Brien from fucking Star Trek: The Next Generation play his dad, yeah, <laughs> Cole Meany. He's he's he is like the Irish. Um, he's the Irish John Gilgood. He's been in fucking everything. I mean, he's and he's a good actor. He's been in. He was in the Commitments. He was in um, Commitments is great. You know who else is in Commitments? Who? Glenn Hansard. Huh? Yeah, it's about the Irish band, the mm-hmm. new soul, yeah. the guitar player, the redheaded guitar player. That's Glenn Hansard. And that's a, and that is a total love letter, in, in my opinion, to Van Morrison. It's, it's from like total, 1988. Yeah, right? yeah. It was a, it was a, it was a, uh, it was a like phenomenon. Like people couldn't get enough of it. And that, but it's a love letter to Van Morrison. I mean, he's he's the guy. I mean, Van Morrison. Um, in one of my old bands, we used to play Brown Girl. No, no. That's a good no. one, though. Yeah, it's a great song. But but, we, but his worst. I, I'm sorry. Um, it's it's his worst. We song. played um. It's and it stoned me. Oh yeah, my oh, god, that's a great song. I didn't Caravan. Even, I didn't is... even sing it, but but uh, it was. It's just such a fucking fun song to play, and um, we always wanted to play into the Mystic, but that takes some chops. Not that you guys didn't have it. No, we. But I'm saying we it's... could have, but like there was a lot to do because you wanted to get the sound right. Yeah, you need to have that bass. Doom 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 doom. I mean, it's. That's I, uh, probably 15 years ago. I went on two straight months of listening to uh, Moondance, that album. <laughs> Dude, you could do worse. I mean, it's oh, it was great, awesome. top to bottom. That's a yeah. fucking great listen. I like Domino. Uh, that's a, that's a fun Whoa, song. Domino. Domino. Ba-da, ba-da, ba-da. I used to listen. Horns? At my like one of my jobs in high school, we had that album at work, and we would listen to it all the time. Sorry. Stop Listen. apologizing. You're a feminist for fuck's sake. Oh. <laughs> I love. Now, uh, should Wild I Mind. mansplain to you <laughs> how to <laughs> speak into a microphone? <laughs> oh shit! Here you go. This this has been the one lighters episode. This has been mansplain. Bukaki for Christ. Aaron Sugar Tits. I believe it's time for the subreddit of the week. Cowbell? Yeah, it's fantastic. Not enough cowbell. I got a fever. No prescription, more cowbell. That's a walking down the street song. R slash mildly penis 
My lord, this subreddit of the week is mean. Make sure you check out r slash mildly penis. You will see things that mildly resemble penis. Yeah. Still think bird with human arms. <laughs> well, birds with cocks. <laughs> birds with cocks is pretty funny. I love how accurately they're named. Like it's all spot on. I mean, when you look these up, that's exactly what you're. We're getting. not fucking with you. And if you're not participating at home and looking these up, I, I got to tell you, you're really missing out on some stuff. Yeah. You're missing out on some great things. I was Sleepy s- Asians was awesome. I'm scared to look at not gay porn. No, it's, it's no, not, not gay porn. It is 100% not gay porn. Not gay porn. It's not. <laughs> Just look it up. I don't want to. Serious. Not gay porn. Because uh, the lady said, oh, it's not gay porn. No, it's it's not. I mean, it's pretty gay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But it's not gay porn. <laughs> Which I'm fine with. Far be it from me. But, uh, yeah, it's it's not gay porn. <laughs> I forgot about you that. You could show this on PBS if you wanted yeah. to. Yeah. Oh, okay. You really could. It's stuff like, uh, he was helping me tie my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of rocking back and forth. <laughs> oh, but it's not gay porn. <laughs> it is one hundred percent not gay porn. But that—that's beside the porn point. Um, this week's subreddit is mildly penis. Mildly so penis. You go look at that. Get back to us. Send us your questions, your comments. Care of <laughs> your insults. What was the old Kevin? If you'd like a written transcription of this podcast, learn to write really fast. <laughs> <laughs> he was the best fucking. He and now Kevin a look the, back. Yeah. <laughs> now the story from a different perspective. Who did this? Kevin Nealon. He was uh, the uh, so, weekend update host. Mr. Subliminal as well. Oh, that's funny. For Hot sex. Ni- like what? 92, 93, 94 or something. I don't think was it that long? He had was, he had a couple years. Yeah, he was the dude when I first started watching. He was he was good. I loved Colin Quinn too. Colin Col- Quinn was good, Quinn. but I love Colin Quinn. I like Dennis Miller. I thought Dennis Miller was that was a little bit before. <laughs> I've, I've went back and watched it, and he was great. <laughs> Come on, babe. Honestly, I thought I thought Jimmy and Tina did a great job. Jimmy and Tina are arguably the best. Tina and Amy Poehler, I, I thought were a little bit better yeah. than Jimmy and Tina. I love Jimmy or Tina and. Amy. Well, Seth and Amy were awesome too. Yeah. yeah. I love when they still do. Um, really? Really? <laughs> I liked. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think all back to all the ones that were. Oh, shit. There have been so many. Dennis Miller was the one who I started with. I mean, that was like the 80s. Yeah, 86, 7, 8, somewhere like that. And then it was. Uh, then it was Kevin Nealon, I believe. Kevin Nealon's was more. Dennis Miller's more social commentary. More of his comedy because they brought their own slant. Kevin Neal was more of that scatterbrain comedy that was just very odd, like funny, you know. It was, well, then, well, then you got Norm, yeah, and, uh, and Norm, Norm was, was just the one who I was thinking. Norm of. was just like, yeah, here's the fake news. I love Norm. Rarely anything was made, made sense, but it, the funniest part was him looking at the camera and reacting to his own jokes. It, it was like you're not smart enough. To understand this, or this joke was a piece of shit, and I look at my face and laugh. His stand up when he's talking about the the dating show guys and how cheesy their fucking lines was is still some of the funniest shit ever. Do you remember his show that was all based on his one of his stand ups? It was a sketch comedy show. Oh god! But every sketch in it was uh, 
off of based all on one of his bits. Yeah, on one of his bits. Like the Bert, he had a really like bad the movie. Burnt guy. You like how we're all comedy smart and we talk. We call them bits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you guys get on to me for saying films. Oh, I'm just you're throwing that one out there. Pretentious film nerd. Over I am there. not. I'm not pretentious at all. <laughs> now there's the, the, what's the one. What's the backing out of the bit song? Um, run, 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 run oh, from yeah. the bit. <laughs> run, 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 run from the bit. Run, 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 run from the bit. That's from the Todd Glass show. That's fucking oh, awesome. really yeah. <laughs> he has he has more money than we do, so he he has jingles written for his podcast. We can't do that. I think we should write some jingles. Funny. I mean, I can do it, but good God, I already put enough time Bell doing the Bell editing. Ball. <laughs> The jingles are funny. I could, but the time that I would have to put into it. It is a lot. It would be worth it once it's done, but during it, I mean, I'm, I'll be snorting Adderall. <laughs> hey, who wouldn't? You'll be cooking it down and shooting it up. Yeah. You're wearing the same clothes as you are right now next week. I'm like, what happened? Dutch, it's a comedy jingle. <laughs> it's got to get done, man. We got to get the levels right. <laughs> I wrote a jingle. Didgeridoos. <laughs> I need a million didgeridoos. An army. Of didgeridoos. <laughs> Get out of here, Dewey. You don't want none of that shit. <laughs> that also left reminds me of an episode of Frasier where he had to write a jingle for his show. And uh, let's told. talk about Frasier for an hour and a half. <laughs> That's a good show. I liked Frasier. Never watched it. Come back Never? here with my Never. show. It was good. It was. Funny. It's the best spinoff show ever. Period. I yeah, mean, I mean they did. Yeah, I don't really. I can't think of another spinoff show that did as well. The Jeffersons is arguable. Joey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Joey was great. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, Better Call Saul. That's true. I yeah. mean, it's good. It's very good. Vince Gilligan was on Marin. Like I said, Marin, because we're friends. We're caught. We're a. Uh, we're peers because we all do podcasts. <laughs> Here we go. We're podcasters. Maybe together. we'll get invited to the podcast conference. Oh my do. god! But he had uh, <laughs> he had Vince Gilligan on on uh, his show, and um, they talked about Breaking Bad. Jesse was supposed to get killed off the, yep. at the end of the first season, but he loved fucking uh, what's Aaron, his? Paul. Aaron Paul so much. He was like, he's fucking too good at this, and he's such a sweet guy. We're gonna keep him around. I love that. He's so good at that fucking. Uh, he and he had he like he wrote the um the season. Keep in mind, no spoilers because I haven't watched the whole thing. Oh, <gasps> how far have you gotten into it? Season two. What? Okay, uh, so I'm I'm just gonna go season one. He uh, he talked about um how Sir. he had written it <laughs> ahead of time for Jesse to die because he wasn't supposed to be such a dynamic character. And then he uh, he got around there and Paul is like fuck, <laughs> this dude's got it and. That it's it's like it's it's uh, him and Walt were the perfect comedy team because that show is still funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even it was funny shit. The fucking throwing the pizza. The pizza. On the <laughs> he did that in one shot. That was the first take. And that that's a real house in Albuquerque, and people yeah. go there and throw pizzas. <laughs> that's wonderful. But uh, he said he was too good, so he had to keep him. So he just yeah. rewrote. The well, there were some real moments of on the surface of it you're like he's just a fucking uh, god he's a kind of guy just like to kick the fucking shit out of hey Jesse yeah and then the more you got into it and the thing that really turned it over for me when I really wanted him to I really liked him and wanted him to live is when he he had to break into those people's house and get into that ATM machine and that little kid and he said I want you to cover your eyes he took him outside and he said today he's like now wait here you know I cried I really did cry because it was that a kid. Bad yeah, it was. It was a really it, that show is so good, and there were so many. I love the fact. 
And Brian Cranston is, dude. I mean, he's fucking greatest. Yeah, I mean, there's. Uh, he told a story about that. Uh, he was an executive producer and writer on X Files. Vince Gilligan was, and they had a part that was supposed to be really dark. And at the end of the episode, it was a one episode thing. He he turns his shit around, and they they um they had all these actors in, and then Brian Cranston comes in, and he hasn't hit Malcolm in the Middle yet. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, has he hit Seinfeld yet? Yeah. Okay. And uh, he he auditions, and he said that's the only actor that has ever auditioned for like a bit part in the show that I've been a part of. That I was like, I wrote his name down. I'm I know I'm going to have to work with this dude again. He's and, amazing. And then when <clears throat> when um, Breaking Bad's being casted, he says, "This is Brian Cranston guy, I want to bring him in." And the studio's like, uh, "I don't think he can do serious. I mean, he, he's in, he's really good at comedy, but I don't think he can do serious." And they they bring him in, fucking knocks it out of the park yeah. because he's fucking amazing. And then <clears throat> you get fucking Walter White. Well, I really think like because the first season. They kind of did the own dumb Malcolm in the Middle because he's in his underwear. Yeah, yeah. I really yeah. think that. I really believe the, the that is first episode. Yeah, I see, think, but that's that shows you, uh, you know, that shows you how those people who write those shows are really good shows. Know those kind of things, you know. Well, well, it was almost like AMC was like this guy's, you know, Malcolm in the Middle. Like, you know, this is his character, and I mean, there there is so many funny parts throughout, but I feel like they, they, they kind of made him kind of wonky at the beginning, like, and then like. You just see him transform, and kind of with Jesse, and I'm not—I don't think I'm spoiling anything. It's kind of like you watch them both transform, like to the opposite spectrums. Like Jesse mm-hmm. was kind of like this punk kid who becomes mm-hmm. kind of the hero, yeah. And then Walter, you feel really bad, and you—you you don't stop loving Walter, but there are times well, you're like, are, "Fuck you, dude." There are there are times already where I'm like, when he wouldn't accept the money from. His friend, and and that woman. He talked about that in the episode. I, I was like, I know he did. I know he did. No, he talked this about is, this. Vince, Vince Gilligan talked about it. Okay, but this there. is your family. No, we might just do that. We this is your family, and they're willing to help with everything, and he then give you a job. And I'm gonna tell you this. Um, it gets in. It gets into why. Yeah, they've already like, gone into that. The fact that. That they forced him out and she fucked him over and all kinds of stuff. And, you know, I understand all that. But this is your life and health and your children. Well, he, and it's. He talked about that. He, he, and that's where, that's where Walt became a man. Yeah. Not a, maybe not a good man. But that's where up. Walt became a man. Okay. I haven't seen that part yet. Yeah. When it, whenever he refuses it, that's when he. That's when he's like, okay. Goes fucking whole hog into meth. Because he was always kind of like this, you know, very passive guy who really got pushed around his entire life up until that. That's point. one of the things I loved about the show is when he just didn't have anything to lose, and he was those guys were fucking with his son, oh, and he goes scene. in, he's like, "You got a fucking problem?" And didn't didn't he kick one of them, kick the shit out of one of them? He uh, did like a, a kick to his knee so he could feel what his son feels. Yeah. And I was just like, that's fucking awesome. That's fucking awesome. Because I know how I would react, but I'm a very, when it comes to my kids, when it comes to my daughter, I'm a very violent person. Like, if you ever do something to hurt my kid or make her feel bad, I'm going to fuck you up. That's just the way I am. I'm not that way about everything. I'm a very nice, passive person about a lot of things. I'm the opposite of Walter White with that. But I can see that in him, that at this moment, he's just like, I don't give a fuck. You're fucking with my kid. I'm going to fucking end you. You know what I mean? And that's just well, what and he's... Well, and his kid, he has 
what does he have? Cerebral palsy. And that guy really has it in real life, but they, it's almost kind of like, you know, he's being bullied and he's kind of, def, you know, defenseless. Yeah. You know, and well, I think Walter can empathize with that because he's always been pushed around and mm-hmm. he's been kind of helpless. Right. You know what I mean? And he sort of had all he can stand and he And he's just like, I'm breaking bad, motherfuckers. No and then yeah. we got the most incredible show ever in the history of history. See, I'm watching, I stopped watching it to watch The Sopranos. I don't regret that. No, I mean that's a good. It's always uh, it's, yeah. it's always going to be there for you to come back to. And I, and I know where I am, and I'm going exactly back to that episode when I start back because I remember it all. I love the fact I loved when he dealt with Tico. I love that whole fucking thing. Tuco, Tuco, Tuco. Tuco sorry, dealt I'll, with Tuco. I always call him Tico. Too. Yeah, it's sort of common. But he's <laughs> in Better Call Saul. I was like, it's fucking Tuco. <laughs> and I love when Saul came in. He's like, you got five dollars. Put it in my pocket. It's like now it's privilege. I'm like that guy's a scumbag, but he's a fucking genius. You know? Oh, he's one of the best. It's just so many good characters. He, he talked about um, the idea for the show. Him and his buddy, another writer, they were on hard times. Shit wasn't working out for him real good. Yeah, and uh, they were talking on the phone, and his buddy's like, "Man, let's just get in an RV and just make meth." And he thought about that. <laughs> and he's like, "What if there was a guy and all this?" And that's how he came up with the whole idea for Breaking Bad because his buddy Major. told him that so maybe he should give his buddy a writing credit I don't know <laughs> yeah. oh. well money, I love they really money. talked about this too like the the play um, how they played colors into mm-hmm. it so yeah um, what's her face not uh, Skyler not Skyler her sister oh god um, she's a fucking train wreck you love her you end up loving Betsy, her Betsy Bet- her real name is Betsy yeah her real name is Betsy um, I can't think of her name Hank's wife she always wears purple mm-hmm. and you can watch through the, and I would love to rewatch it and notice it this time color is such a huge thing for them like you see Walter go from wearing like shirts Pastels. with colors yeah. to more like grays and very like muted colors and then you watch Skylar because she's going down the same path and you watch all of them and they'll put colors around them it, it's very cool. Can I ask you this? Is there a point where she doesn't get on your fucking nerves anymore? Which Ooh, one, Skylar? Skylar. Mm. No. Because she's I a think... fucking shrew. I'm sorry. She really is. But the, the, the weird thing is, she's in the right. Yeah, she's she's not is right. Drugs. She <laughs> is, I understand, but she's such a fucking shrew. That's what's weird about this fucking show. Yeah. The, who do Walter's you fucking not, root for? Walter's you should root for Hank. Yeah. I love Hank. I like great. Hank, too. You should root... Walter yeah, should be sh- the last guy you root for. Yeah, you should root You don't for like Hank. Hank because Hank is the guy who was the jock in high school who fucking pushed everybody around and all that shit. And he found a heart and he's a good guy, but in a sense he's still that same fucking guy. He can't empathize with people. That's that's a difficulty he has because he doesn't really understand people being vulnerable. That's his point. You know what I mean? Walter empathizes with everybody because he understands vulnerability. But after a time... No, he quits. That makes him vulnerable. No, he you know, quits. So, yeah, you're, you're, you're in for a, uh, just oh a treat. Gosh, just so I can't wait. I almost want to watch it with you. <laughs> just to watch you. Well, we can. I've got it, you know. Uh, the last it's season. on Netflix. Yeah, I've got it. Yeah. We can. <coughs> I was um I was traveling the last season, and I would have to like leave the house in order to get to like the hotel that I'd have to be at. And I'm like, do you have AMC? And they thought I was crazy. And it was like the – like because they split up the last season and did like – six yeah. episodes or something right at the end. Yeah. It was right at the end of that. 
And me and him, we wouldn't talk on the phone, but I would text him. We would like call each other between like commercials. We're like losing our shit. Like it was just, oh my God. And then I watched the last episode and I was in Lexington and I'm like at this college fair and I'm like looking around and I'm like, did anybody watch Breaking Bad? Like I need to. I need to talk to somebody about this. I need to download this. I didn't know what to do. I'm like, it's over. Like it's done. This is what happened. But that's. That, I, I, this community I dig that. of people came you're, around. You're going I do to believe Tommy James and the Shondells was the uh, was it Tommy James and the Shondells. What was the last the last song? That, yeah, like, the song. I'm not sure. Um, hold on, I'll look it up. Crimson and Clover is a great song. Yeah. Joan Jett. Joan Jett. No, Joan is. Jett did a good cover of yeah. it. <laughs> I'm such a fucking dummy. <laughs> no, but I think that those shows. Um, I got a little bit into uh, Sons of Anarchy. It's good. It's really, you know, it's based on uh, Hamlet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Actually, I saw that. And I was like, and the and, and the more I thought about it, like that makes sense. And like, it's the Lion King's based on King Lear, so uh, all the best things are Shakespeare. But he's um, uh, the dude uh, Kurt Sutter that runs ran Sons of Anarchy is coming out with a new series on FX. Really? Yeah. He also did the the uh, the Shield. The Shield's Big Mackey. Yeah, I've, I've, I've never watched. I've it. never watched it, but I really want to. Well, you know, I think that um, thank you, Aaron. With Game of Thrones now, and with uh, there's so many good, you know, and that's why we were talking about TV and how it's gone in two different directions, and how I said, and I believe this wholeheartedly that we owe reality TV and all that crap that's put on TV a debt of gratitude. Yeah, because you you have to be good to get on the fucking to, air. Yeah. You know? Well, you have to be you have to be good to become. Like a show like Breaking Bad. Like, it has... They've set the standard so high. Right. But, I mean, no, you don't have to have a good show to get on television anymore. There's some shit reality shows. And I'm like, well... Yeah. No, that's one but as far as scripted, scripted shows show. go, but yeah. you it's got to be pretty good it's yeah. be anymore. Yeah. Unless they do, like, a super sitcom Like, CBS is still really big on the big sitcoms. The big family sitcoms. And God, they're dude, one of the last ones. There's a handful on a few, a few of the other major networks. Do you think sit- that will ever CBS make a comeback? Really- no. Uh, no, you got the the single camera sitcoms like Louie and um, Louie's Marin. not a sitcom. It's a it's a I sitcom, understand, but it's it, a single camera. Like there's no live studio audience. And there's and no all that. track. You know, it's no. Um, no, I don't. I don't think it'll. Marin has his. Like it's it's same deal. Um, it's everything's more of a narrative now. Some this happened, the, and the next week, right? It, there's some be, of the and and dude, some of the sitcoms have been putting on are just fucking sad, like. There was uh, the Michael J. Fox show you told me all about. Then there was uh, the new Odd Couple with Matthew Perry and Chris Lemons. Or, or I haven't seen. I really Thomas want... Lennon. Thomas Lennon. It's yeah. fucking terrible. I love Thomas. Unwatchable. Lennon. Bad. I love, I love and Matthew it, Perry. I really want him to get one. Like he, you know, he's clearly a good guy because he keeps getting all. He these, had like, one that was good, but it, people didn't watch it. Uh, Studio loved, sixty on the Sunset Strip was really good. I liked go. Had on. him and the bad guy from uh, Billy Madison. Oh really? I forget his name. I can't. Yeah. Oh, the guy. The, He's uh, in the in the, new, the good guys. I love yeah. the good guys. I thought that was a very funny sitcom. Did like you a, like the good guys? I haven't seen. It, it was like a cop show, except for they're all uh, baff, uh, bumbling and shit. What about Brooklyn Nine Nine? I love that oh, show. So I haven't good. watched it. I it's like really Andy Samberg. I mean, it's I think it's really good. I loved Hot Rod. It's, it's got Joe Lotrulio from. Um, the state, yeah. Terry Crews, Terry Crews. I like him. Who's amazing? He's, he's good. Chelsea Peretti, who's amazing. I mean, it's it's good. That one Latina girl who's amazing, <laughs> and the other Latina girl who's amazing. Well, the, They're the chief, all amazing. He's been on a bunch of stuff. I can't think of his name, but he's he's done a lot of stuff. He's funny. Who is it? The chief or whatever. Oh, Captain the chief. Holt. 
Um, I oh, forget is his he name. the white guy? Yeah. It's um, his name is um, shit. And then uh, Kevin Bacon's wife's in it. Kira yeah, Kira Sedgwick's in it. Yep. What's that guy's name? I know his name. He was He's usually a dramatic Gideon. actor. Do you remember? It was like yeah. Gideon something. And he was on uh, that show with Get Ray. on the Bus, which was a Spike Lee movie, which was fucking awful. They did that show but, Ray Romano uh, had for a little while. He was one of the guys. Everybody loves Ray. Has no. anybody watched the Jim oh, Gaffigan yeah, men of, show? Men of a uh, Certain Age. Yep. Jim Gaffigan show. I have not seen it. <clears throat> I want to. I want him to be in something good. It's very too, sitcom-y. I mean, it's sitcom-y. It's Jim it's Michael Ian Black. Either. It's got Michael Ian Black in it. Yeah. I like him. That's Johnny Blue Jeans, the, the character I stole from fucking uh, from Viva Variety. Yeah, okay. well, I, 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 completely unaware that I'd stole. Hey, him. we uh, we haven't talked about Johnny Blue. We Jeans. We haven't talked about Johnny Blue Jeans because he's a he's an Eastern European like wannabe Lothario who's really bad at it. Our Johnny Blue Jeans is like a fucking Guido from the fucking block. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just, he has all the gel in his hair. <laughs> He shaves every square inch of his sculpted body. He's he's a guy. What do you think he's about like Johnny a... Blue Jeans, Elena? Um, I liked him better when he kept his beard. Mm, he did. He did uh, shave his beard. Yeah. Left a soul patch though. Don't agree. Yep. Don't agree yeah. with the soul patch. He was talking about you know doing the Hitler, and I'm like, you better not do that. Yeah. yeah. He'd get in a fight with uh, Joey Bag of Donuts if he did that. So. Joey Bag. Hey, uh, you guys hear uh, an, a Mexican immigrant artist is selling Donald Trump butt plugs. Yes. <laughs> Good for him. I want one for my mantle. I just, uh, I'm looking at them and they don't seem as they'd be comfortable going into your rectum. That's kind of how Donald Trump is. To be like, rectum damn near killed him. <laughs> well, I think that's kind of the point. It's He's really going to be fucking you. He's going to be very uncomfortable. Have, have a good time shoving that thing in the old sphincter, huh? Because if he gets elected, that's what it's going to feel like every day. Earlier this week, he tweeted out a photo of him uh, silhouetted by the American flag, and then the White House was behind him, and then there were soldiers marching, and then after further research, somebody <laughs> found out that they were fucking Nazi SS soldiers in the picture. So somebody on his social media team who put that photo together for him was, was completely either, fucking unaware or, or they were trolling him. <laughs> they were live trolling their boss. And that is amazing. Yeah. And, they, and I want was, to believe it's the latter. And then I he really was like, do. you're fired. <laughs> you're fired. You made me the most luxurious <laughs> Nazi emperor. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to put your family in a gold-plated just, furnace. <laughs> I can't believe he's still like. He's such a fucking douchebag. Why hasn't somebody assassinated him? I know. Shoot him in the fuck. Well, bullets bounce off that fucking. That hair. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure if you cut his hair, he loses all of his power. Have you seen the uh, the the Simpsons little snippet of Homer standing outside of a mall and (laughs) the the guy goes, "You want fifty bucks?" He goes, "Yeah," and he follows him and he's going down an escalator and he's behind Trump and he just. Stares into Trump's hair, mm-hmm. and then it's like this whole psychedelic thing of him floating through Trump's head. <laughs> oh, it's really funny. It's really good. Yeah, uh, The Simpsons had some of the best bits. Like it's like, well, I guess we'll just go on the ride of broken dreams. Oh, the Enron ride. Let's get on that one. <laughs> <laughs> We're all gonna be rich. Ah, we broke even. Ah, <laughs> go in the poorhouse. <laughs> This week, a Pennsylvania man has been arrested by undercover deputies in Arizona after traveling across the country to have sex with a horse. Again. Well, and, and as I'm reading this, everyone's thinking, please don't be from West Virginia. Please don't be from West Virginia. Please don't be from West he's Virginia. Not, is please he? don't be my cousin. He's not, is he? He's, he's, I think he's from uh, Pennsylvania. Yes. Michael Crawford. Score. 68 was booked into Maricopa 68? County Jail. He's, 
he's been he's been traveling around the country getting people to let him fuck horses and other was animals this what we were for years. Yes, I'm he was. Uh, his dick still works. To fuck he was uh, released on felony bestiality charges. Um, he was arrested after meeting with an un- with undercover deputies in the Phoenix area. I, I don't I don't understand. You know, I don't look at a horse and go, I'd tap that. That horse needs a good dickin'. I don't understand. Like, <laughs> I want to ride that horse, if you know what I mean. Like, I mean, if you just had, like, such a terrible sex life that you're like, I'm going to dominate this horse. Like, I don't get it. I don't care what you say, Mary Linda. I'm going out tonight, and I'm going to fuck me a horse just to spot you. He says uh, here that the authorities said the investigation into Crawford began last October when an undercover sheriff's deputy responded to his online advertisement seeking such a sex act. Wow, 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 wow. You know what I honestly thought wow. you were going to tell me when, when we were discussing this before the podcast? Nope, on. it's not done. I've got another one here. What? Another it's, animal fucking... No, no, no. Oh, okay, okay. I'm there sorry, was There ahead. was a bunch of emails and phone calls between Crawford and the animal crime detectives. With the man telling undercover officers of his plans in graphic detail and looking for a willing horse owner. It says here, uh, if you can really help with what I'm seeking, I'm definitely interested in traveling out to meet you. There's a video of this guy talking to the undercover cop. And it's really fucking creepy. How do you start the conversation? Well, Well, the undercover cop just looks at him and goes, you think you'd want to fuck that horse? And the guy's standing the same as his pocket. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think I'd fuck that horse. <laughs> they brought creepy. him. They even brought him two horses. Like, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Well, we don't just want to show up with one. We want to give him a, a selection. <laughs> Jesus H. We want to appear to be gentlemen. <laughs> You're gonna fuck this swayback nag, or okay, this young strapping stallion. Kind of like that scene in Game of Thrones where he's like picking like between all the little kids. This time it's horse. I almost vomited whenever I saw that, and it's I really- masturbated. <laughs> so I'm, I'm really confused. <laughs> oh god! <coughs> that was one of the best scenes. Gosh, that was fucked up. <laughs> that was way fucked up, dude. Well, in my defense, I was masturbating before. <laughs> Couldn't he, stop. He, I just he already continued. had the boater. Yeah, it was there. I was <laughs> I already can't stop. Latina porn. Oh, it's Game of Thrones time. Oh. <laughs> I was already giving it a. Giving it a good old fashioned jerkin, so. Oh god. No, that was uh, that was definitely a disturbing scene. Okay. <laughs> it was so bad. Okay, so this guy in Florida or somewhere. Of course, it's from Florida. Yeah. Rupert Darwin, fifty nine, kept a twelve foot alligator, tied and blindfolded for the last month or whatever month this was rode in. Oh yeah, last month. He was fucking an alligator? Sexually assaulting the reptile multiple times a day. Oh, uh, they say sexual assaulting. I say giving it some sweet loving. Making love. <clears throat> I've, yeah. already, I've already said the story. I've, I mean, I've already read it. So pretty much this guy was hiking or whatever. And it, it's a small town, sort of like Golly Bridge. It was like, I don't know, 500 people or yeah. some shit like that. And uh, just saw this guy like out by his barn banging this alligator. <laughs> Turned him in. <laughs> And uh, the imagine fel- the thoughts running through your head when you walk up. Well, first you have to register what's is that because is that an alligator? Is he fucking? <laughs> is he fucking that alligator? I mean, what? Merle, come over here. Look at this. <laughs> is he doing what I think he's doing? Is he rogering that alligator? I, I want- think he is, sir. I want to hear the nine one one like dispatch. This is. Um, <laughs> I don't know if this is emergency, but 
Well, one of his uh, police uh, statements was, the gator tried to eat me, and this was revenge. Pure and simple. I don't have... I don't have no sexual attraction to gators, but I wanted to teach this bitch a lesson. Could have just killed her, but that would have been too easy. Okay, now imagine if we didn't say that that was an alligator. There's also some racist stuff. Yeah, the guy's... a nut. He's raping no, again, alligators. But again, what I thought you were going to discuss is I thought this was going to be a continuation of the gorilla story. No. And that a Japanese woman had slipped in to get fucked Ooh, by that gorilla. That, I can't wait for that to happen. <laughs> That's oh, going to we happen. We will be reading about That's that. That's going Instead to happen. Instead of getting fucked, she got her face ripped off. With a dick. Big old gorilla dick. A guy raped an alligator, you guys. I think it was on Jackass or something. But do you guys remember this episode of something maybe on MTV of Buzz somebody Kill? somebody milking alligators? I think it was Jackass. I really do. No, you remember the the or progenitor it, for Jackass, Buzzkill? Was the it what? Wild Boys? Yeah. Buzzkill. Buzzkill was awesome. It was like a prank show, sort of. Yeah. I might remember something. They got a guy one time to dress up like a stupid Guido with a banana hammock on, and they left his ass. It's pretty funny. Like to, they to, they put a microphone near his junk, and he he tried he had to get people to speak into it, <laughs> and then he just left him. <laughs> said, "Dude, let's ditch him," and they fucking did. And they left the camera, and he's like walking around looking where those guys. Go. Really hey man, look this. at my dick. Inappropriate. I'm sorry. Was it Wild Boys though? Were they? I don't know what it, it was sounds like. Something that they would do. Yeah, they, they fingered an alligator or some shit. Uh, well, this guy's straight up. I mean, if you if you're resulting if your sex life is so bad, if it's so hard to get laid that you end up fucking animals, then you're doing it wrong. Yes, thank you, Elena. Why wouldn't you invest into like a fleshlight or? Well, like they got a, this new thing. A Pornhub is putting out yes. something. It's like it's like a butt. The God twerks. bless it's, you, Pornhub. It's a twerking, vibrating butt that you can it's fuck. It's a butt that twerks, and you can fuck it, and, and you, you can, can fuck and it. you can come in it. It is the age and of the it's, butt. And it's like six ninety nine, and for nine ninety nine, you can get some VR three D he- headset to go with it. Nice. So you got you got your fucking lawnmower man headset on, or whatever the fuck movie, and you're fucking this uh, synthetic butt. And after you get done, you feel great, obviously, because you just fucked an inanimate object. Okay, isn't how, that fun? How much? How much does a horse cost? And this is coming from a guy who used to have a flashlight. So. <laughs> used to? He threw it away? Yeah, I threw it away. <laughs> he could only keep those for so long. Didn't even hide it. You know, it, it's, not, it's, not, it's not so much the fucking it that bothered me. It's, it's afterwards, whenever I'm unscrewing the bottom of it, dumping my load into the sink, and then washing it out, and then looking at myself in, in the, the mirror. mirror. <laughs> That's that's when you change things. After you f- fuck something that looks like a flashlight that has a pussy on it. Oh my god. Come in it. Unscrew the bottom, dump out the load. I don't think they've thought that one through yet. And wash it out and then you look at yourself in the mirror and there's all the shame and disgust in the world. I, and I decided I'd rather let it dry on my chest than do that anymore. <laughs> Fleshlight is a huge product. A lot of people use it. Shitloads of people it's use it. It's fucking massive. 
It was the first sponsor for the Joe Rogan yeah. podcast. He used, awesome. to, he used to give them away to his fucking guests. Yeah. Hey, here you go. Here's a flashlight or two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> one for backup. One for the car. <laughs> but uh, all I that mean, being lots. said, it's a pretty good thing to fuck. <laughs> if, if you're going to fuck something that's not a... If you're going to fuck an inanimate object. Yeah. If, if, it's, if it's not a that's human... That's the one. I mean, I would fuck it over a horse because you gotta think that horse, if he decides well, to kick. That's what I'm saying. What if he's not pleased with what's going on? Or she? It doesn't matter. I mean, I don't care if it's a. Yeah, was that guy gay? Because that's where I cross the line. <laughs> yeah, I, no, no, horses. I'm just saying. You can fuck all the opposite sex horses <laughs> you want. <laughs> but if you fuck a same sex horse, I will take that my is TV. an abomination. I will take my TV outside and I will shoot it. <laughs> I don't give a heck. Have you seen? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. oh Jesus, butt fucking Christ, huh? Oh nothing. I, I just don't know how like a, a human male can get pleasure from that size of a vagina. Does you he ever... have to stand like on a like stool that's, or that's something? That's what I'm thinking. The mechanics of this thing. Think, the vagina is, really is honestly like like eight by four. I'm talking about them like standing. No, I'm just talking about the the, the, the dimensions, dimensions of the, of the horse's <laughs> vagina. And Aaron has a degree in animal husbandry, so he knows <laughs> he knows everything about horses' vaginas. I've seen a few. And you did specialize in horse pussy, right? <laughs> <laughs> there is a subreddit for this. <laughs> Oh, do we got a new subreddit of the week? <laughs> Not a new one yet. I don't Co remember the Double up. <laughs> okay, let's double up. Shoot me a, a fucking well, song. Well, horse sir. shit. Oh, I've got to find a song. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Can it be Wild Horses? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that on my... <laughs> Please. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's totally up and still running. I have, if you've noticed, I haven't clicked on a single picture of it yet. I'm going to. Right now, your phone's just gonna quit. <laughs> it's gonna be like, all right, I'm out, dude. I had a and now it's time for the co subreddit of the week. R slash pics of horses' vaginas, of horse vaginas. If you're looking for pics of horse vaginas, bring it on. Go to r slash pics of horse vaginas. They're called uh, the Gaslight Anthem. Yeah, this is the Gaslight Anthem with Bring It On. That's really fucking good. Yeah, they're, they're a good band. band. They're uh, they're big into Pearl Jam. Eddie's actually got on stage with them and done their songs with them. That's awesome. And I think they sound so much like Bruce. Oh, they, they are they are Bruce. There's a, a point at Bruce. the end of the song where they do the whoa oh 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 just like Bruce. Yeah, fucking Bruce, man. Very Brucey. I could talk about Bruce for a bit. Hey, do you remember that? Remember Spring, that? Springsteen? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Remember Love that Bruce that guy at that bar that we were at that got up there and sang a Gaslight Anthem song and said that he wrote it. Yes. Was I there? I don't Did you know. call that him out? Was, that was the night of you rocking the fuck out of that bar in Charleston. Where were we? Was oh, it, when um, I did open mic. Yeah. And everybody fucking went ape shit. 
You know, we don't we don't talk enough about my musical prowess. <laughs> you, you guys just talk about me and how great you're even artist. That was a fun. It was a, actually a, a fantastic evening to know Dutch. Like every, everybody, every, like one of the few. Everybody just kept hey, up to, everybody just kept coming up to us. Hey, you guys buddies with this guy? You, you know his website and stuff? Because at the time he used he was, was giving his. Uh, no, it wasn't. It was. It was at uh, no. It was at no, Whiskey uh, River, the Whiskey Tavern, the whatever tavern. Yeah. It's one of those Boulevard Tavern. Boulevard, Boulevard tavern, it was on the front. Yeah. That was fun night. But he he was given like his uh, your website was to go and download it. Dutch Underwood and the Dirty Shame dot Bandcamp dot com. Yeah, it's really long. And, I did and it on he purpose. Would say it slow. <laughs> so We're like so, Dutch Underwood. It was, it, was a, it was a fun fucking night, and you yeah. did a fantastic job. I did do a good People job. The fuck okay. I should have recorded that. Yeah, that would have been a really good one. Dutch is very... He's but there was a feller there that evening that claimed one of their songs. Yeah. yeah I, I think did I'm you, did you call him on it? I, do, I don't remember it. That I don't know. No, <laughs> I didn't call him on it. But, yeah, uh, I can't remember which one it was, but yeah, they totally... It was a dude. It was just a dude with his guitar, and he sounded exactly like him, did a cover of one of their songs, and said, I wrote this last week, or something like that. And you know something. Boo! <laughs> See, I I'll do that whenever I play, but then I'll play like a really popular Beatles song, <laughs> right? <laughs> that everybody knows I right. had nothing to do with, right? But that so was called a song "Love that... Me Do," <laughs> and you know, it's called "Help." I love you, <laughs> so please, love me do. <laughs> I think the greatest. They're the greatest. Yeah. <laughs> I could talk about them for hours. <laughs> we should have a separate podcast. It's just Pillow Fort Radio After Hours talks about the Beatles. It's not you know, really erotic. And then you're like, if you about the Beatles. <laughs> have you guys ever heard um, Let It Be, the, the album Let It Be? Mm-hmm. They recorded it after the White Album. Yeah. Like almost not very long after the White Album. And then they got the idea to, they want to do a documentary about recording their next album, which was Let It Be. And the documentary is great. You can see that they hate each other. Oh yeah, and <laughs> and that they're all they're yeah, all in, the best part. Yeah, like uh, George uh, George is playing a guitar part for Let It Be, and uh, Paul doesn't like it, and he tells him to do something, and he says, "I'll play the riff the way you want it, or I won't play it at all. Whatever makes you happy, I'll do it." <laughs> George says that. George, yeah, as and George, is he serious? As dry as George is, yes. Because they just couldn't fucking stand each other anymore. You got Yoko sitting there. Oh god! And you got you got fucking George hate is hating the whole thing. Paul's hating the whole thing, and it's most of the music's really good. I mean, it's a really good album. But what there's was a couple. Ringo doing? I'm just curious. Uh, during the whole fight thing, he quit. He quit at one point during the White Album. Did he? And they made a grand, like almost romantic gesture gesture to get him back. To come back. Oh, well, that's something. And when he came back, there was like fucking streamers and they were partying down whenever Ringo came back. Because people don't give Ringo enough credit. That was a bad motherfucker. Yeah, I'm, I, but when he's... I think that, you know, they are covered up. The whole band's covered up in the whole dynamic hate, love-hate between Paul and John. I mean, that's just... Yeah, and then George and Ringo sort of on the outside. Yeah, like George was very non confrontational and you know john lennon was a cunt in a lot of ways you know yeah they and were Paul all was a cunt too paul I mean, was a cunt yeah uh, i mean they were cunts to each other it was like a bunch of brothers trying to 
one up each other. Yeah, and I wrote this song. Well, I wrote this song. The uh, the end of the Let It Be documentary is the famous rooftop concert. Yeah, it shows the whole fucking thing. It's all on YouTube now. I have it on VHS. Yeah, and uh, they scrapped it. They didn't. They didn't release it as an album until after they recorded their last album, which was Abbey Road. Yeah, and then Phil Spector gets a hold of Let It Be. I don't know who. I think Paul got him to add things to Let It Be yeah. because it was just bass, guitar, drums. And they had Billy Preston in there playing um, keys. Yeah. And uh, Phil Spector put all kinds of fucking wall of sound. Like, he was famous for the wall of sound. Yeah. Everything's big. Everything's brash. Like, he was responsible for the early Bruce Springsteen sound. Right. And um, they fucking hated it. And it, took, it. It took, like, 40 years, and they finally released Let It Be Naked, and it's better. Yeah. It's just, it just so much. There was Phil Spector added too much. To like let it be all the strings and all the shit. It was it was too much for this guy. I mean, I liked it, and then I heard the "Let It Be Naked." I was like, "Oh, that's what I was supposed to sell." Like. Was uh, "Free as a Bird" was one of my, my favorite songs by them. That was an unreleased track, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a demo that John did in the seventies. That's fucking amazing. And you can tell because his voice on it is sounds like something that was recorded on a tape in the seventies. Yeah. And then, um, I guess they did some remastering and they put more music to it and it was fucking awesome. Yeah. They did another one like that, Real Love. That was back during the um the anthology when it was Yeah, with TV. the Apple. Yeah. That's right around when I got into them. Yeah. I don't know enough about the Beatles to have anything to say about this. I'll uh I have the entire catalog. I, well, I, I, mean, I, I, I celebrate I their trying. entire catalog. Well I was trying to uh listen to them through my Google Play and apparently I can't listen to them through my Google Play. Well, well there's I'll, a there's a movie it was late, uh, released by VH1, and usually their shit was completely terrible. Was it the one that had um, Paul and John? Yeah, it was called Two of Us. And was it um, was it the day they got the call that they uh, Lauren Michaels wanted them to get back yeah. together on Saturday yeah. Live? Yeah, I remember that movie. It was good because it was interplay of two, th- and they're all in New York. Yeah, all of them were in New York at the time. The mythic quality of I, I don't know if he actually said it, but my favorite quote. From the fake John in that movie, I don't know if he actually said it. He told Paul, "The things you're, the things you're uh, writing now, it's Muzak, it's elevator music." Yeah, you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, which it was, but very successful. Wings, Wings. Oh yeah, yeah. great band. A yeah. lot of great songs. I'm not, yeah. a, I'm not a fan of post Beatles, Paul McCartney as much. I mean, you got to recognize, real recognize real. <laughs> I think George had a lot of the really good stuff after. I love that that song he released, the the hit he had, Got My Mind Set on You. Yeah. Love that fucking song. Well, and the Traveling Wilburys with Tom Petty, Bob yeah, Dylan, yeah, yeah. Jeff Lynn, Roy Orbison. Yeah. That was fucking incredible. Yeah. I, I, like, I never knew that was a thing. You never knew Traveling the Traveling Wilburys? Oh, we they're can, fucking awesome. We can get into it. We're music snobs. I'm not really anymore. I'm like, yeah, I can get into a Katy Perry track. I mean, I like her. I always did. There's, she has some good songs. I, can I like TGIF. I love that song when it came out. I, it'd come on the radio. I'm driving down the road. There it is. I mean, I saw, <laughs> I saw a fucking video of her with a little girl singing Firework. Yeah. I was like, God damn it. I am a fucking Firework. <laughs> and then in, uh, in the interview, remember, you guys, have you guys seen the interview yet? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's like that's like the theme for the whole movie is that fucking song. Like Kim Jong Un loves that fucking song. It's a song. (laughs) Who's that uh, country chick 
that's kind of doing poppy songs now. Kind of doing poppy songs. <clears throat> She's left country behind. Hey, the, no the pop songs are fucking fantastic. There's nothing wrong with Shake it. Shake it saying, off. Yeah. Is I love it way too much. Yeah, <laughs> I, her new. I, I liked it enough that I sing along with it and say what she says. I love it. And I said I've said sick beat more times than I care to count. Uh-huh. What's the new this one? The, sick beat. Um, bad blood. Yeah, bad blood's fucking awesome. You know she's uh trademarked a lot of the lyrics of her songs so she can. Uh, Put them on T-shirts and stuff and sell them. Smart. Yeah. yeah. She Smart. did throw a huge fit with Apple about something with like releasing, like the prices of the albums or something. On yeah, there. Apple was doing Apple Play, which uh, for three months you get the first three months free. Yeah. Instead of whatever it is a month, and during that three months they weren't going to pay the artists. Right. And she said she doesn't need the money. She's sticking up for, say me, say I, I got a song, I got songs on iTunes for 99 cents a piece or whatever. Right. She, she was sticking up for guys like me. So I thought that was actually pretty cool. Yeah. And then they changed it. They're like, fuck it, we're going to pay the artist. How do, right. uh, I wonder how, that's power, by the way. Yeah, it is. That's power. Stand up to the world's she's, largest. I mean, she's big. How things <laughs> like Apple Play and Google Play pay the artists. I mean, I've, a cent per song or something. Yeah, I really don't know. I know Spotify is a huge ripoff. Well, I know, well, I can download most any any new album. Period. If I listen to song, I go to YouTube. Eight, well, I mean, I, I listen to <laughs> I like I listen to albums. Well, yeah, the, but nowadays everybody posts their album on YouTube, so you can listen to it straight through. There's no skipping to tracks or anything. I can't do that at work. Yeah, you can't do that. I understand that. That's well, why like, I buy <laughs> albums. But like Google Play, I don't buy on. Google Play. You pay eight dollars yeah, a month. Eight bucks a month, yeah. And you can save any album ever, except for the Beatles, apparently. Yeah, the Beatles are Beatles right. being cunts. Hey, what are you going to do? And uh, I don't think Taylor. I don't think you can do Taylor Swift. Two of them are dead. Two of them are dead. Never mind. I forgot how many people were in the Beatles. <laughs> but I wonder how they pay. Like, what kind? Are they getting as much as Honest, if I were to buy the album? If or? you would go to your local record store and buy it, yeah, uh, they'll get more. If you would just buy it straight off of their website and like a digital download and. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll pre-order this shit like like Glenn Hanser, and I'm probably going to pre-order it. Yeah, I pre-ordered Jason Isbell's new one, and Wilco gave away theirs for free today. Yeah, so like, hey, I'm not going to buy. I'm not going to buy it when it comes out now. <laughs> I think the money now is in touring. And- the money is in touring. That's where you're going to make your money if you're if uh, if you're going to rely on radio. They play 20 songs, and it's a loop. Yep, that's pretty much it now. Yeah, yeah. it's fucking crap. But like pre-ordering albums is kind of fun because I'm a dork. Like Killswitch Engage, they're a metal group. Yeah. I mean, a huge I'm, metal I'm, I'm familiar. familiar. Okay, I was pretty Heart big into them. Yeah, and uh, one of their albums, if you pre-ordered it, you got an autographed uh, dildo. <laughs> the book inserted dildo. <laughs> that did hit right. Hit accidental, perfect. accidental sex talk. And if more musicians did that, I would pre-order the fuck because I'm a dork. I like to have art. They touched this. Mm-hmm. It's autographed. I want to hang this in a room somewhere. That's what uh, Bill Burr's doing with his, uh, his posters. He sold out those 19 straight nights in uh, Boston, and he brought the unsold posters home, signing them. People order them off his website. That's pretty Fuck fucking yeah. dope. It's, yeah. Pearl Jam does the same thing. Yeah, the internet kind of hurt. Billy Rednuts in Boston. Holy shit. The only thing that make get better of him was he, fucking... He talked about it on his podcast. He said he went out every night with his buddies from high school and just got hammered. 
Wonderful. And now he's on a on a cleanse. Yeah, he probably, he's got, he's got a <laughs> you probably heard him talk about it. He's like, I'm I'm ten days dry. <laughs> I'm on the wagon, you cocksuckers. <laughs> I love his college football stories. Like whenever he goes to a game. Yeah, that's what's another thing. Who's cool he root for? Boston uh, College. Well, no, right now his uh, favorite team's LSU oh, because okay. that was the best time he had at a college game. And he, he just goes he, and he gets schedules his tour during the fall. Hammered. Actually, he schedules his dates. All year round around sporting events that he wants to go see. Right. So he always picks an SEC game. He'll do his show Friday night, Saturday morning. He goes out and tailgates with the people. Is that why he did Atlanta? Because he wanted to go see Georgia. Yeah, probably. Okay. And uh, he'll do it with hockey and basketball, whatever. That's awesome. Yeah. And he can do that because yeah. he's Bill Burr. That's cool. He's a fucking man. You need to come to see a WVU game. That'll be a good time. Everybody does. I'll talk to him about it. Thanks. I have his number. <laughs> If I'm I, like, if I'm like, I maybe number, he listens I'd have to a us. restraining order by now. <laughs> <laughs> Quit fucking calling me! <laughs> no, uh... <laughs> Zoinks. <laughs> Zoinks. Apparently, it was still playing from the, from the uh, co-subreddit of the week. But any hoozles... <clears throat> Sweet baby fuck ass. <laughs> Time for the period report with Elena. I'm uh, not on my period this week, you guys. Jesus Christ. Just missed it. Yeah, you guys just missed it. <laughs> Son of a vampire fucker. Once again, we are not on our period. I don't understand. How can this bitch not have a period for 12 weeks and not be with child? I know why. Sluggish sperm. Now we're cooking. We're cooking one up for uh, for lunch. Dead baby. Joke. Not like legit. Not why. It's just. It's been funny. So we're just gonna keep rolling with it. You wanna marry your fart? Yes, I do. <laughs> I still question it every week. I don't really know why. <laughs> Any hoozles? We've uh, we've reached about uh, two twenty. Yeah. You guys uh, ready to call this one an episode? Anybody got any any parting words? Poop. Hmm. <laughs> always poignant. It's always dick and fart <laughs> jokes with Aaron. <laughs> Digging fart jokes are the best. They're always funny. Farts are always funny. I want to marry my fart. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, uh, <coughs> we got uh, a guest next week. Elena's not going to be here. I'm not. So we got the equally as sexy and talented Andy Frampton coming in. He's a uh, comedian from Charleston, West Virginia. Old friend. He's a fucking faggot. Well, I don't know if I'd say that, Chuck. I don't know him very well. You know him better than I do, but... I mean, I don't know that I'm going to take your word for it. I mean, I've, I've not spent much time around him, so... We'll, we'll get to know him next week. We'll, we'll Way find to offend out. him before he even gets here. <laughs> the, the show will be a two-hour fight between me and Andy Frampton with commentary. Bitches. <laughs> You fucking cunt. She's <laughs> <laughs> just over there scrolling. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Elena Peter pants today. 
I'm having the best time doing this. <laughs> you can go fuck yourself. Well, where where would he fuck you? My pussy. Well, there that is. <laughs> Suck on all the cocks. Well, I'm sorry. Elena, I'm sorry. <laughs> These motherfuckers. Well, I mean. Oh my god, I have the worst mouth. <laughs> you bunch of queers. <laughs> Let's not attack each other. <laughs> Rub one out. Going to in a minute. Sorry. <laughs> All right, this has been episode 12. Of Pillow Fort Radio. Oh, it's been so dumb. <laughs> we have not solved anything with this one. No need to lock up your daughters because we want nothing to do with them. <laughs> Fucking keep guard on your mothers.